Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. What's up, everyone? Freddie the Pizza Man here, host of the Pizza Man Podcast. Now joining forces with ChristopherMedia.net. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Pizza Man Podcast. And, of course, find all the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. We talk Detroit sports. I bring on guests, uh, passions, opinions, uh, all for Detroit sports and more. We even talk pizza. So thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half ass sports fans giving their half ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. I'm 95. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I am the Iceman. Who's 95? Yeah, me. Okay, well, I mean, the only 95 I give a shit about. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going deep with this one. Here it comes. When Bob Probert originally signed with the Blackhawks, during preseason, he wore one number besides 24, and that was 95. So preseason, what, 95, 96? Bob Probert, 95. There you go. Yeah, I knew who 95 was. I was just going to give it to you. Yeah, okay. It's his boy, dude. <laughs> now, Prober, that's respectable 95. That's a deep cut 95, homeboy. <laughs> and I can't Google 95, so Rob Prober wins. Well, I mean, in, in all fairness, you do have Richard Dent, but... Different kind of fighting. Like Harvey Dent? You don't know who Richard like, Dent is? Two 85 face. Bears? Defensive line? Get the fuck out of here. Dude, I was like six. I 85 Bears. <laughs> I was going to say, remind remind him how old you were in 85. <laughs> All right, what if I said Greg Lloyd? Dude, when I was six, dude, I knew like who the fridge was. Like, that's about it. Yeah, but the because he was bears. on like Saturday morning cartoons at some point for some dumb shit. Dude, like the team, more you that know, team that is legend. I know. I, I am aware. You but, have to know like more than the fridge. <laughs> uh, wasn't uh, wasn't uh, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Sweetness. Yeah. Well, Walter, Walter Payton. Payton. Walter Payton. Uh, McMahon was quarterback. McMahon. Yeah. No, Mongo McMichaels was on the well, line. It's like when you live through something, it's a lot easier to remember it. And I was like six, dude. It's fucking six. Mike Singletary was. You know what I thought never. was cool? Like crayons and shit. <laughs> you're fucking six. <laughs> but you're fucking forty now, it, dude. Football is legendary. Yeah, but it's. I'm aware, but again, it's it's easier to commit shit to memory when you're like watching it and actively participating in it. <laughs> like I can tell you all about like the eighty, the eighty nine and ninety Pistons and shit. Like, even though I was a kid, but that shit I was watching and keeping up with. Dude, I didn't give a fuck, dude, 95, I didn't give a fuck about the 1985 Super Bowl in 1985. <laughs> brutally honest. R- radical if candor I, for you. If I said Greg Lloyd, do you at least know who Greg Lloyd is? Uh, Odin Lloyd. Isn't that, that's the guy Aaron Hernandez killed him, right? I give up. <laughs> Linebacker, Pittsburgh Steelers, number 95. Greg no? Odin. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> All right, so 
uh, not talk about football. The draft is coming up. Yes. Yes. But, well, I mean, you know, we'll get to that later in the show. Yeah. So uh, let's start with the uh, what show? Uh, how about uh, Russell Westbrook? Two averaging two triple doubles, two seasons in a row, first ever player to do that. Pretty much is going to lock up MVP this year, probably, huh? No, Harden. 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 Even though, and this is going to fucking set off Iceman. I sat and watched. <clears throat> not watched, but uh, uh, read an article comparing Harden and James' stats, and James leads Harden every single category. Oh, snap, Iceman. What you can do with those pesky facts? Yeah, but sometimes leading the, the f- categories doesn't make you the MVP. Uh, but some, uh, it, prime but, example but, is Russell but, Westbrook. But sometimes it does. He's, he's led... He's he's averaged a triple double twice back to back seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And, and where are the Thunder? Uh, stand by. They're in eighth. Is it the Magic Dragon song? I don't know what. They're in eighth. Okay. Are they going to make the playoffs? I'm trying to bring that up. I mean, if it all depends on what your de- what your definition of MVP is. Like if you if your definition of MVP is a most valuable player in the entire league versus the most valuable player to his team, that his team would not be where they're at without him, or is it just raw stats? Actually, you know, I'm sorry, they're sixth. Yeah, say they're they're sixth in the playoffs, son. Right. Which means they got a fighting chance because doesn't. Doesn't the uh, six usually play five? So they gotta play New Orleans. Which who the fucker who the fucker on the Pelicans? Exactly. Oh no 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 no! Pelicans are really good. What? The, but, the, but what? Really? Thunder, they're, they're the Thunder, same record as Oklahoma City, the team that you just said were shitty. Uh, Thunder is going to play the Jazz. Who who has a record one game better than them? They're forty-eight and thirty-three. Oklahoma City's forty-eight and thirty-four. Count them out, man. <laughs> but it's, it's that is significant. He's averaged a triple-double two seasons in a row. No player has ever done that. No player has ever had to be the only person to shoot the ball and go rebound the ball. Yeah, but he had Durant last year, and he doesn't this year. He didn't last year, maybe two years ago. Oh, you're right. No, yeah, two years ago. You're fucking right. Yeah. Even duh. Durant said, fuck it. My bad. Take it, Russ. I'm out. And I was watching the game, dude. His whole team, like, walked away after the ball missed the rim. They let Russell rebound the ball and run it up the floor. Well, yeah, it's the last game of the season, isn't it? Playoff start this weekend. That's not averaging a triple-double. That's your team giving you the fucking stat. Really, 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 really. One one game no, is going to affect game. 82 games worth of stats. That's how that team plays. Here, Russ, go get the ball. Now shoot it. Okay, you got double digits in your points. Now pass it. Can't see the line, can I you, Russ? I missed it. Pass it again. I missed it. Pass it again. I made it. Okay. 
<laughs> There's an assist for you. I believe the kids used to say something along the lines of whatevs. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. We'll see. NBA playoffs begin this weekend. The NHL playoffs. So How did he do last year? He averaged a triple-double. Yeah. Oh, first round fodder. Congratulations on your triple-double. All right, he's about to play a team that's got one game significant. He's about to play a team that's in a weak division. Obviously, if they're playing a three seed and they're a six seed, they're obviously in a stronger division. So what? let's not sit here and argue about this the whole time. You know what really sucks? Yes. He has Carmelo the, Anthony the and PG-13, and you, he still averaged a triple-double for the season. That you just glaze over segues and keep talking about what you want to talk about. Just saying. That sucks. Verbal day rapist. Yeah. So hockey playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we were hoping to, to, to fill out a bracket, but we ran into... HL.com? What's your problem? One, we ran into some technical difficulties on NHL.com's. And, and then the other is we're recording a day late. Because, I mean, as we're recording, games have been played and are being played. Um, so, uh, you guys, we could still go through it on the air. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But uh, unless someone writes this shit down, you know, bragging rights is going to be kind of hard unless someone's got a fucking iron, you know, clad memory here. Hey, uh, you're talking to the person who has to types the picks every week. <laughs> We do football. I got gotcha. you. So stand by. We get that bracket up, son. Well, I mean, I got the bracket up, and we can start like in the West with. Uh, I, I this pisses me off. Fucking Colorado, really, really, really. The walking abortion that was Patrick Wah as their head coach. The the drama. Around Duchesne until they finally got him traded. And uh, went from one of the worst teams to playoffs in what, a season? Maybe two? Yet, Red Wings, let's just, let's give Ken Holland a two year extension and Blashville a four year one. Yeah. Because shit's been working, right? Right? Yeah, because when you, when you end your 25-year playoff streak and then miss the playoffs again, hey, let's give you four more years. I don't fucking understand that one. Oh. A lot of people are all bagging on the Holland move, which is, it is to be bagged on. But, like, dude, like, for you, you the, the, the playoff streak ended under you, and then you missed him again. Hey, let's give four more years. For why? For what? Oh. I want to go work. Wait, wait. I said I'm gonna work at that organization. Hmm. Well, I mean, dude, the 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 school of thought is he had such success with Grand Rapid and the young players that they just need to get rid of the old players. The problem is the Red Wings were the oldest team on average in the league this season. This is not a rebuild. 
This is not. This is like what we talked about with Todd with the Tigers. Don't be shocked if Fulmer gets traded. Don't be shocked if, if you know, if they can't, even though it's almost impossible to move Miggy, if an opportunity comes up and they can, they can get some sort of prospects that they would. That's a rebuild. That's what a rebuild is. This is, no, this is we're waiting for Zetterberg to retire, waiting for Howard to finish his shitty contract that we shouldn't have given him, et cetera, et cetera. And meanwhile, they're trading, and they have people jump and ship that they should hold on to more than whatever. I, there's no point in getting into it. They're not in the playoffs. It's all that matters. That's what the offseason's for, talk about all the fuck-up moves that they do. But it's, yeah. Red Wings, I hate to say it, why don't you look west to Colorado? That's how you do a rebuild. You know, you had, they had Matt DeShane on their team. Apparently, he was a clusterfuck in the in the organization. He was a, he was a divisive player on the team in the clubhouse. What they do? They moved him. They did what they had to, and boom, started playing better hockey for it. So, I they're in against Nashville. I think totally, Nashville's gonna butt fuck him. Yeah, I'm totally picking Nashville. Uh, this is mm. oh, that's a given. Nashville's going to take them. This was like, what was it, 2011, 2012? I can't remember exactly when, but when uh, Colorado came up against Detroit in the playoffs, and it was like, is this going to be like the 90s rivalry? And I'm like, no. <laughs> this is going to be them just just beating the shit out of Colorado and moving on. That's exactly what the fuck happened. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I, so we all got Nashville, between Nashville and Colorado. Oh, yeah. All right. And then Winnipeg and Minnesota. See, this is why it sucks, because I know the Jets won today. But. Like I said, that's what know, I was picking. Connor Hellebuck. I, yeah, yeah, I mean... I don't yeah, see the wild coming out. I hadn't really, hadn't really given it a whole lot of thought, but... Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd have to pick you know Winnipeg. If, I, if we were doing this earlier today, even before they, they won game one of the series, I'd, I'd, I'd pick Winnipeg. I'm not, like, jumping up and down a static bet in the house on the pick, but yeah. about you there ice hole oh definitely I, I don't see the wild going anywhere the wild were like wait the red wings didn't make it and we're in huh what happened no they, well they it probably has to do with the red wings being in the east now and minnesota being in the west and it has nothing to do with the other thing but okay right all right all right well, then Vegas, Los Angeles. This one's interesting to me. Now, I don't know the final score if they if, it, if, if it's if the game's over with. I do I know it, it was one nothing Vegas last time I heard a score. And I think this is probably the worst matchup Vegas could have for the first round. I think L.A. is a team that could beat them in a seven-game series. I think I think they have that that possibility. 
I'm still going to pick Vegas, though. But it's going to be a series that's going to put every single player on that fucking on that team, the Golden Knights. They, yeah, okay, motherfuckers. You you've you've been the only team to ever do this as an expansion, as a true expansion team, not a team that moved and brought already established players there with them. We're talking a, a, a true expansion team. Now, prove everybody right that they, they they should have been pulling for you all season. And, by the way, I got to love the Fairweather fans in Vegas that are like, yeah, I knew it would take a couple years, but, you know, our team's finally in the playoffs. And I'm like, what? Did you just post that on social media for everybody to yeah, see, you right. stupid fuck? A <laughs> couple years? Yeah, it, that's a 24-hour drinking law is what that is. That's it, leaving Las Vegas shit. Someone tell Nick Cage to stop fucking posting to social media when he's trying to drink himself to death. But, yeah, so I, I got Vegas. I don't know who you guys... Who, yeah. who you Fuck yeah, I got Vegas. With everything going on in the hockey world, you cannot not pick Vegas. I mean, they went all the way back to the fucking shooting at that concert in their first game. And we are Vegas strong and all of this, just trying to up their ante. And it's like, dude, you're the first team ever as a true expansion to get into the playoffs. You don't need to up your ante. Well, I mean, the NHL knows a good story when it sees it. And this is for the very first time I can think of an expansion team going into that area of the country. Fuck that area. Uh, going into the southern half of the continental United States and capturing the fans' attention as quick as they did, you know, I mean, it's it's this is what the NHL has been dreaming about, you know, the the true Cinderella story. So Cinderella, it's not even a worst to first; it's a nowhere to first. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, yeah, they didn't win the President's Trophy, but still, long time never seen. Exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> first time listener, first time caller, you know, that type of shit. So Alright, and then Anaheim and San Jose, I guess this this might be a little bit of an upset considering Anaheim's a two seed and San Jose's three, but give me San Jose. See, ooh, I picked Anaheim. Uh, this is a coin flip. This is fifty fifty. Yeah, isn't aren't they like a two and a three seed? <sighs> <laughs> I, uh, Rich, you'll know why I'm picking it, but I'm going to pick San Jose. I have no idea why you're picking San Jose. Because at one time, Belfort was on that team. The Ducks? San Jose. Oh, excuse me, San Jose. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's my derp moment for the for the podcast. Okay. Well, got it out of the way. Fairly or fairly early, yeah, yeah, that's right. He was, he was for like a minute, wasn't he? For for a whole minute, <laughs> he was like, "No, you will trade me." <laughs> I am not a shark. I'm mean, gonna fuck it out was, of here. It was like when uh, Mike Piazza got traded to to the Marlins. It was like, "Nope, get me the fuck out of here." And they were like, "Hey, uh, hey, Mets, you want a catcher? Yeah, send him our way." <laughs> I think he. I, I, I don't even think if you look, you have to look pretty hard to find a picture of him in a fucking Marlins uniform. <laughs> it, that's how short that was. 
But yeah, yeah Ed, Ed Balfour went to the Sharks and was like, okay, I'm going to get my car, and by the time I get there, send me a fucking text on where I'm going. Exactly, because it ain't here. <laughs> All right, so you got Chris on an island with Anaheim. So moving over to the east, you got Tampa Bay and New Jersey. Jersey. Well, fuck that. Tampa Bay. Yeah. I Come on now. I, I, I have to go with you. Same there. God, I look at these teams. I'm like, you know, there was a day that you'd look at that NJ fucking devil symbol and be like, oh, now you're just like, it's <laughs> terrible. Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh, Zellapukin and, and and Brodeur and, you know. Uh, what was Richter? Was that his Scott, Scott Stevens. Oh, those Scott guys are gone. Get up. Those guys, those guys are gone and in the Hall of Fame. That's how long they've been gone. <laughs> right. But Bob Mew was there. You know, I can't. I, I should know this off the top of my head. But Jersey, you know, they did make a trade. And they, they traded for a former first uh, first overall pick. And look where they're at. They're in the playoffs. It is possible. So, I you know, look, look in your way, Red Wings. But whatever. Possibly. I mean, we've, Not likely. Possibly. <clears throat> All right. And then you got Boston, Toronto. Um, oh, I'm shipping up to Boston, baby. They're playing good. You know, I yeah, Austin I, Matthews. I I just don't think I don't think Toronto is quite there yet, and Babcock is a is a hard coach to play for. I just I don't know. My gut's telling me Boston. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna run with my gut. Can I just sit back and pick all of Belfour's old teams? <laughs> if you want. Oh. Uh. I don't know. Well, in his spirit, one man doesn't make a team. Give me Boston. All right. Washington, Columbus. Um, Come on, man. Yeah, I know, right? Washington. <laughs> yeah. Give me Washington. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And now this one, I already know how it ended. 7 nothing Pittsburgh, game one. But I have my reasons for picking Pittsburgh, and it's not because I want them to win. It's because I honestly believe they're going to dominate this series. Philly traded for Razik. You don't trade for a number one goaltender in the middle of the season and think you're going to fucking ride to the cup finals. Not when it's Mrazek. Yeah, exactly. The, the only example I can think of that happening in my lifetime is after Detroit shelled Wah in Montreal. And he went up to the general manager and said, that's the last time I ever play in a Montreal sweater. And they traded him to, to Colorado because it was the only trade that they could make to get even close to, even though they didn't get value, close to value. I mean, they got what, uh, Tebow? Yeah, that's who they got. And a couple other players in the trade. So... But still, that type of trade is a, once again, 41 years on this planet. I've seen it happen one time. That's, to me, a once-in-a-lifetime t- situation. Maybe it happened back in the day. I don't remember it if it did. When did we get Hashik? Hashik was an off-season signing in, in uh, 2001. Okay. 
But yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah, Pittsburgh. You can't. That's that's a machine out there, man. As much as I hate that fucking team, that's a machine. And I, I I'm getting to the point where it's like until I see them get beat. I'm gonna have to pick them. I, it's just all. The, it's just like it's just like I said with Tom Brady before this last Super Bowl. The only quarterback I ever seen beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. His last name was Manning, and he ain't on the Eagles. Well, he finally got beat in the Super Bowl by someone not named Manning. So it's it's now I have my doubts. Before I did not. That's kind of how I feel about Pittsburgh at this point. And I hate it because I hate that fucking team and that fucking pussy ass bitch Crosby. Whatever. I'm not gonna go down. I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> Who you got, Ice Man? Oh, definitely Pittsburgh. Flyers? Gotcha. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Broad Street Bullies. <laughs> <laughs> Belfort was never on that motherfucking team. No, but Tom Bear Asshole was. Ron Hextall uh, was. Actually, <laughs> yeah, definitely Hextall was. All right. So. Yeah, do we, do we do we want to wait till next week to to pick this? You know, I don't care. We can go all the way through. We can do it week by week. I don't care. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, yeah, like, you know, next week might be a little exciting to have something to look forward to. You know, unfortunately, because of the way we all work, I don't think we're going to be watching all these games. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right. Smartphones are for notifications. Exactly. But it's still, you know, it leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. I, even though even though there's a lot of people in sports that would disagree with me, the eyeball test, it, it does have its place. And just because you, I can read stats and guess what happened, it doesn't mean I can see how well a team is playing, how much heart they're playing with, how many times they're out there gassed and they're refusing it. Nope, I'm still going out for a shift, and they're going out there and making amazing plays on empty. So, I'll try. Don't encourage him. Oh. <laughs> well, right. I mean, you know, the, the other story in the hockey world is... Oh. Oh. The what is it? The Humboldt? Yeah, the Broncos. And what exactly? Ha- I mean, I saw the the notifications, but what exactly happened? You guys seem you guys are following us a lot closer than I am. I obviously know it's a big deal. Like, didn't all the NHL players aren't they all wearing Broncos on their jerseys now? They are. Yeah. Um, what well, Rich points this out on the daily on this show and it's something to be said hockey players are different than any other player when it comes to trying to go pro hockey players have their parents have to you know unless they're well off damn near go broke buying equipment buying just different things for their kid to get going and then you take long ass bus trips there's no planes bus trips Everywhere yeah. the game is to be, and I mean a lot of these, a lot of these guys also, uh, they they range in age from I believe sixteen to I think twenty one is when you have to you age out of this league in particular, and they go live with um, 
sponsor families. You know, families who agree to put them up in the town the, you know, the team's in. Because that's the only way they can afford to play. You know, their family can't just afford to pick up and move halfway across, you know, fucking Canada. And so, I mean, it's not just like, you know, these, the, the teammates, the family and the friends of these guys that were killed in this bus crash. It's that whole town because, believe me, that's a big fucking deal to these towns. You know, these are guys that are very involved in the community. Everybody knows their names. It's not, I, I don't really know how to explain it any better than I guess. Imagine if you lived and went to school at U of M and two doors down from you in the dorms lived, you know, the starting quarterback for, for, you know, the Wolverines. And then there was a bus crash that wiped out over half of, you know, that team. I mean, but this is, this is, you know, a town, a whole town going through this. And I mean, that's, that's just, that's, uh, you, you really do not understand how big hockey is to, and how important it is to Canadians until you have been up there and talked to, you know, some of these guys who sometimes it's, it's leaving their country, going from Canada to America where they don't know anybody to play on some team, being put up by families that agree to put these kids up. Kids, well, I mean, you know, and, and in some some cases, you know, young men, you know, obviously they're over 18 and they're not children, but... Still, you know, that's, you know, that's it. That's their world. Their world is hockey and the people around them. And for this type of accident to happen, I mean, this is, I got to put this, I know the numbers aren't as large, but I got to put it up there with like what happened with Marshall. Oh, very much so. This town only has 5,800 people in it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's. It's as big as like football is in Texas. Yeah, exactly. Imagine how much different the story of Friday Night Lights would have been if half that fucking football team was wiped out. What that town would be going through. And that was a high school football team, you know. But I, I don't but know. Again, like, like I was saying, with Rich is saying, has always said, it's so much different than any other major sport because they do this since they're born. They go and play and go and ride and play and go. And, yeah, especially in places like Humboldt and, and just different towns throughout Canada, they they assist these kids in their dream. It's a country, like, identifier. It's, it's, a, it's a unification, if you will. So even though this happened in Humboldt, it is felt across the entire country of Canada. And it, it's extremely, extremely sad. It just really is. Because they have these these high hopes for these kids. And it's not, you know, millions of dollars and all that, that they hope for. They just hope for success. They have huge, huge pride. They have Jerry Jones-sized pride in the game of hockey. And they just want them to succeed. And to have them just, bang, gone. It, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, as with anything these days, oh, don't, oh, you you have people who just, you know, and it's nothing's ever good enough. You know, case in point, the article I sent you guys, but I think I think more to the point is there's a a post that's making the rounds now 
Uh, by the way, the article that I posted or that I, that I sent to the group chat, um, really, I should I should post it on the Sporgy page. And and Chris, if if you could do it on the on the uh, the Twitter page, it was posted up by the guys who made the um, Ice Guardians documentary, which is a really good documentary in and of itself about enforcers and, and their dwindling place in the in the game and etc cetera, etc cetera. but just the fact that you have people sticking their fucking you know bullshit opinions in and trying to make this about something that it is absolutely not about you know apparently there's been eight million dollars worth of donations and so this this fucking useless fucking cunt nora lorto at no more, that's, that's her Twitter handle. I'm trying not to get cynical about what was a totally devastating tragedy, but the maleness, the youthfulness, and the whiteness of the victims are, of course, playing a significant role. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously, that's what she tweeted. Dead people are dead people, bitch. Now, what's better is you go on Facebook, and there's this asshole named Jimmy Ruffian. And he says nearly $8 million donated to that hockey team in a few days. I wish I could say it's amazing, but honestly, it just screams racism and privilege. White hockey playing boys strikes a chord in the heart of all of Canada. But indigenous issues and injustices, for instance, not important. What the fuck? And this is why people don't give a fuck about black people being shot in the streets by cops anymore. Because you've made it all about race. You've made it all about dividing people. You got what you wanted, and and, and this is this is the world we live in, folks. Uh, this, this is a bridge too far, Rich. It really is. These are kids. I mean, these are kids that even have a chance. Some of them didn't even have a chance to be fucking racist. By the way, these same fucking cocksucking motherfucking faggots saying this shit. I bet you were the same pieces of garbage that would would jump down your throat if you said anything about. Uh, uh, David Hogg or that fucking non-binary shaved head cunt running around flapping their fucking gums about fucking gun control not even know what the fuck they're talking about because you can't attack children they survived a mass shooting well the good news is oh. fuck David Hogg oh really so that makes them that makes them above reproach but dead dead people aren't above reproach why because I get to score brownie points because they're That's, white kids. Because this is privilege. This is whiteness and maleness and blah, yeah, huh? blah, fucking blah. And again, I, I point back to what you've always said and what I just reiterated, Rich. Go up there one time. Go through what those kids had to go through to get to that stage in their life. Come back to me and tell me fucking privilege. Other than the ice rink, hockey knows no color. Well, first of all, let's just get right down to it. Canada makes the U.S. look like Detroit, baby. Okay? Sorry. That's just the, that's the demographics of the fucking country. Don't know what to fucking tell you. All right? So, you're telling me that if the Toronto Raptors, all you know, a plane, the plane carrying the Toronto Raptors went down, that Toronto wouldn't mourn them because they're simply simply because they're black? Is it, is, I mean, it, is, is, that the, is, that, is that where we're going with this? I mean, are we, are, are, are we, is that where we're supposed to go with this? Is that what these people want? Because I don't, at this point, this seems to be the only thing they want. It does not matter. It just matters 
what points can I score sniping from the sidelines and doing absolutely nothing on social media? And I'll guarantee you most of that money was raised by NHL players and coaches. I, I've watched all week on TV where they came on, Mike Babcock and all of them, and they talked about those trips that you had to take when you were roughing it, trying to make your way up to the pros. And how heartfelt and hard hard it was for people to deal with. Grown fucking men on the TV crying because these kids lost their lives. Well, the New York Times, you know, they had an article. And in the article it says, you know, uh, trying to find the exact, let me just try to find the exact quote here. Uh, Damn it. Okay. For me, it was 21 years on a bus in D. Brockman, a former head coach of the Broncos. When you live on a bus, 85% of the time, you feel like it's safe. 15% of the time, it's either bad weather, late at night, or whatever, and you talk to the driver all the way home. And if you've ever driven in Canada, you there are stretches that it's just fucking nothing around. Period. That's it. Take the QEW in the middle of the night between Detroit and, 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 and uh, Buffalo. Like, I've done multiple times. There's nothing out there, man. If you, if I broke down pre-cell phone days, shit, if I break down with a cell phone, I don't even know if I'd have service. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was some children of the corn type shit. I mean, I was like, man, fuck this. This is bullshit. No, nah, man, there's parts, of, there's parts of Washington, Oregon, man, where I'm like, oof, let's make sure we got gas and the cell phone's got a full charge. Hey, you're exactly. coming to my neck of the woods, Chris. Be careful about that shit here. <laughs> oh, no, man. I this ain't my first day. I'll be all right. It's, it's just it'd be the same thing, just flat. <laughs> very, but, very flat. But, yeah, we're getting sidetracked. Fuck, no, these, I mean, fuck these SJWs. It, this is, I, no, this is injecting dude, this more a, race. This is injecting race where it doesn't belong. And can I ask a question? Did anybody, did, did, was anybody like, with the Larry Nasser victims talking about the privilege, the white privilege that, that those victims had. Yeah, it's all white girls. No one brought that up, but it was. What about the so privilege this- of the people that didn't survive the Parkland shooting? Or those little kids that in Sandy Hook that didn't survive? Were they privileged too? It's All the it's black pe- and white athletes from Marshall that died in the plane crash? Privilege? It's people who are chicken shits, who are absolute useless fucking members of the fucking world. They're fucking jealous, dude. We're talking no, about absolute, a lot no, of fucking money. They're, they're pieces of garbage who, who bring nothing to the world. I, I guarantee you they, they hardly experience joy unless they experience joy through other people's misery. And, and, the, and, and, Social media has given them a voice to get out here and say shit. That would probably get them put into the ICU if they said it in a, in, a, in a bar full of people or on the street corner loud enough for a group of people to hear them. But they can what hide behind their Canada and say that shit. <laughs> exactly. The difference is you get knocked the fuck out, but then they'd help you up and go, all right, let's get a beer, eh? <laughs> so, so, still want to talk shit with a wired jaw? Here, I'll get you. I'll get you a straw for your drink. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I. It just it makes me sick, and it's. This is this is society these days, guys. This is how this is how shit's going to be. I'm so glad I don't have kids. Me too. There's no way. 
I could not let them grow up in a world like this. How do you call it white privilege when people are dead? I, I'm I'm white, so I I'm privileged to die. What do you What do you say? You're and you're trying to tell me that if a, a, a high school football team had half of its players wiped out, a a a a lower tier college basketball team had half of its players wiped out, that they wouldn't be able to raise the same amount of money. I mean, if you really want to get right fucking down to it, let's let's round it up to eight million. That ain't a whole fucking lot. What, sixteen people dead? It's a half a million each to them, to their families. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's so. I mean, I'm sure most of them families. There might be one or two who are like, yeah, all right, that's a fair compensation. Who knows? There's always assholes in any group. But I'm sure most of them families are like, you can keep your money. I'd rather have my family member come home. But that's not how they choose to see it. You know. A busload of fucking hockey playing kids gets wiped out. It's about indigenous people in Canada. A busload of hockey playing kids in Canada get wiped out. It's about male, uh, toxic maleness and whiteness and, and privilege. You know what? What about the uh, people that didn't die, but that are paralyzed? They're fucked where's up their, for life. Right. Where's their privilege? Where's their compensation? No, Earl, all you have to say is this. Where is all the sympathy that these people can muster up every time a school shooting happens, especially with the last one in Florida? Yet, something like this happens now, and the sympathy is nowhere to be found. It's, oh, you know, it's horrible, but that's the same thing they attack all these you know, NRA gun supporters for. Because they go, oh, so you're just saying, oh, it's horrible that it happened? But I still need to keep my guns. Yeah, well, you know what? Their gun didn't do the shooting. You're popping off towards victims of this fucking accident's family, friends of the victims, people who survived the crash can see the shit you're saying. And you're doing it knowing you're protected because you're a chicken shit who types on a keyboard because you ain't got the balls to do it in real life. All right, just, yeah. I don't <laughs> Dude, seriously, it makes me sick, and it, 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 I'm, I'm like I said, like I said a few episodes ago, I'm done apologizing for interjecting politics into sports because this is the world we live in. It has to be interjected into everything. We live in a Freudian nightmare where a cigar is never a cigar. It's a, it's a symbol of toxic masculinity and rape culture, period. And I mean, I, I, I'm, starting, I'm starting to really see when people go, you want to push it this far, you're going to get a, get a, a pushback eventually. And believe me, you're not going to like it. Rich, I clicked on her, her tweets when she said that in your article. And apparently she's like getting off on this. Because people have just totally destroyed her on Twitter. You know, one person writes, and you're still not fired. Someone should start a pool on how many days before you're unemployed. FYI, watch out if you ever come to uh, somewhere, Alabama. Lots of hockey moms and dads here. Can't guarantee your safety or anywhere else in Canada. I guess it's not. Uh, what the fuck is? Oh, Alberta. Al Al Alberta, yeah. I'm like, Alabama? Didn't, didn't happen to notice a lot of ice rings as I was driving through Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, she's getting tore up from the floor up. Good. Fuck her. Fuck anyone who's bringing race into this. 
Race has nothing to fucking do with this. It's dead people. It's it. It, it really makes me just go. You know what? <sighs> Bring on the civil war. I I don't care. I don't care if I'm no long. I don't care if I'm the first to die. Just as long as I can wrap my fucking hands as I'm dying and take one of these cocksuckers' last breath with me. So is, just just is just, just one for one. That's all I want. This is what we're gonna do every hundred year, every two hundred years. We're gonna have a civil war. Actually, where we're going is for every 150 years, we're going to have a civil war. The sad part is, is that we've we've been constantly in some form of a civil war in my lifetime, whether it be a culture war, whether it be, you know, for a minute, class warfare. That makes more sense. Yeah. I, I, than, than, than this, let's divide and conquer shit. You got poor black people and poor white people pointing fingers at each other. What? You, you're both poor. You're both on welfare. You I, you both are in the same shit situation. But for some reason, they can't see that. They cannot see that. They cannot get past this person's darker or this person's lighter than I am. Well, this person has male white male privilege. Well, this person can say nigger and I can't. Well, this person can you know can get pulled over by cops and not get killed. Whatever the fuck. That's all they can. It's all anybody can concentrate on. And we have. More than enough people willing to stir the pot because they never have to lick the shitty spoon. So bring on the fucking, bring on the Civil War. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm down. Let's go. Because you know what? Uh, these gender nonconforming uh, uh, Tumblr fucking arenas and shit are uh, going to get your asses kicked by the gun toning rednecks. I'm going to tell you that right now. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers hopping around wearing your skirts and non-gender conforming bullshit. I'm scared of the rednecks. Yes. That's what you should be scared of. You stupid fucks. But you're too dumb and you're too ooh, 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 privileged to realize it as you sit in mommy and daddy's house using their computer and, comp and, and devices built by child slave labor that you don't give a fuck about. Because it's not happening to black people in your neighborhood like there is any in your neighborhood, you pieces of shit. I'm scared of motherfuckers who can make bump stocks in their garage. That's who I'm scared of. <laughs> we know a couple. We all do. Believe that. We know a couple. And I don't even have to think hard about who they are. And you don't want to run up against them. But keep, keep pushing. Keep pushing. Find out what you get. You know, I'm starting. I'm starting to agree with this aspect of people who said I voted Trump because it was one last warning to the fucking status quo. Either do something, or all hell's gonna break loose. And ain't shit changed. It's only gotten worse. Yep. So, what's the next step? All hell break loose. Bring it the fuck on. Seriously, man, it's the Iceman validation special tonight. <laughs> Well, I mean, dude, I, 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 can you imagine? And let's let's pivot off of this because there is there is a, a, a decent amount of talk about what's going on with the Michigan State's athletic program and the clusterfuck that they're in. But could, I mean, can you imagine the level of outrage, rightfully so, if people started just wholesale attacking Nasser's victims as this is white privilege? 
and you know blah 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 what about what about all the black kids that are molested that no one gives a shit about and all this really really so because because Daquan had an uncle with boundary issues <laughs> and, 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 and and uncle uncle Remus got away with it then little 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 Chad needs to get a, a dick up his booty hole because that's fair that's 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 justice because that's what you want you don't want justice you want everyone to be as miserable as you and it's misery loves company this isn't fucking well they're fucking up worse than I am that's six that's a six-year-old's mentality uh well uh, uh I took a cookie but Jimmy took three that's what that's what children do so bitch you, you both took cookies Every, ass whoopings for everybody <laughs> exactly that's how it worked in my house you know what I learned don't take motherfucking cookies it ain't yours but I mean the, and if it, you snitched you get hit too like, don't be a snitch mm-hmm <laughs> yeah yeah all you all you all you uh, upper middle class white people who fucking might agree with these douchebags saying this shit about Humboldt let me tell you something why don't you ever take a fucking cue from the people that you so arrogantly speak for all the time those those put upon African Americans and learn to stop snitching Y'all motherfuckers love to snitch. You created call-out culture. You took social media and created an entire culture based around calling people out and telling on them and trying to inflict punishment on them as if you're their fucking parents, your fucking clown shoes. I wish I had a few of you in a room with me for five minutes in a locked door. I might be dead at the end of it, but y'all motherfuckers will wish you were dead. I guarantee fucking tea it. I can't. I can't. I, 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 Remember, everybody, Rich is available for children's parties. <laughs> if you're raising a bunch of fucking douchebag children like these assholes, yeah, I'm available. And I'll make a stop at my buddy's house and build bump stocks. <laughs> I'll say he's going to stop and get a can of gasoline. Some fireplace matches. But, okay, so, MSU, okay, Jesus fuck, man. We took a week off, and, wow. Okay, so not only Larry Nasser and the nonsense and the continuing fallout of that, but apparently, what, three players from the three and nine season were uh, charged with rape and pled down to having sex with an unmarried woman? Because it's still a law that's on the books here in Michigan. Oh, shit. Well. But that keeps him off the, 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 the sexual uh, predator registry. I don't think three podcasters who could be charged. Earl, you used to live in I, Michigan. I did not have sexual relations yes, with you that did. woman. You absolutely did. <laughs> we have all had sex with an unmarried woman in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even a married woman or two. But the same. <laughs> they don't call me a motherfucker for nothing. Yeah. I do not have sexual relations with that woman. Oh. But no, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, guys. This is, are you serious? And, and how the fuck? This is, it, this is privilege. We talk about privilege. That is privilege right there. They're black. 
They can't have privilege. They have athletic, no, that's privilege. Privilege. That that yeah, they, that's right there, man. That's that's motherfuckers who've been getting their ass kissed since middle school. That's how. That's that's how you get people like Charles Rogers who think it's all right to fall asleep at an intersection. But no, but this is how you get Johnny Manziel. This is how this Aaron Hernandez. Yes, athlete privilege, man. I mean, very, very much so. Man, Iceman, this is your show, man. This this circle ninety five, man. Matter of fact, this isn't about the athletes at all. This could have been LeBron James, Michael Jordan. This could have been the, the the guy who never gets off the bench that holds the towel all game. It's not really about the athletes at all. It's about the institution. It's the culture. It's the institution. When I heard about this, my first fucking reaction was, okay, I am so done with everybody getting touched. They, they, oh, they wore this out quicker than they did racism. But besides that, then I said, I read it, and I was like, oh, look. The oh. toilet bowl. There goes MSU. Well, no, you're right. like, oh, it's, it's, I'm done with everybody touching people. Is what you should have said. <laughs> Nobody touch anybody. Yeah. Fucking ever. Keep your hands to yourself. Did we learn this first day of kindergarten? No, this is the millennials. No, absolutely not. Keep your hands and genitals to yourself. New with, rule. With MSU, Penn State. I just watched the Paterno movie on HBO. Holy shit. The, the, the whole thing. It's about the institution. It's not about the coach, the players, the boosters. It's not about. It's about the fucking institution. You will not disgrace this college. You just won't. You know, right? Well, when the Penn State movie, what they're they're sitting there trying to address the situation and talk about the victims, and people are ch- fucking chanting for him. It's like, stop, stop cheering. The, the Penn State movie was. It portrayed Paterno as too old and stupid to realize what was right and wrong and what he should have done compared to what he did do. Well, I mean, dude, I look, we're all we're all sports fans, obviously, or else we wouldn't do this podcast. But I don't give a fuck about sports when it comes to shit like this. I don't give a fuck about institutions. If this was MSU, if this was the Red Wings, if this was Tampa, if this was the Tigers, this blow was the it Lions. up. Oh, he blow said. Blow it up. Yeah. Blow, blow it up, tear it down, rebuild it from scratch with people who will not turn a blind eye to this shit because, oh my God. Oh my God. We, 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 can't, we can't afford to lose this player because, you know, he might take us all the way this year. Right, Rich, but it isn't about the player that'll take you all the way. It's about the player that's going to bring you, your whole fucking system down, your, your, your whole history, your, your your name, all the banners that you've won, all all the playoff, all the money, and it's that's where it lies, Rich. Seriously, it's all the fucking money. If you start hearing, you know, we're fucking little kids in the shower, people aren't going to contribute to that school. If you hear we have rapists on our basketball team and football team people aren't going to contribute to that school see yeah, people I, this aren't is where I, sign letters of intent either this is where i disagree with you i would contribute to that school if they got rid of those people the minute this shit came out right and they didn't hide from on. it i agree with you you're not disagreeing with me me and you are on the same page but i'm trying to get you to understand the mentality of the hierarchy in the college 
you it's not the team it's the college bro soon as the college hears rape anything criminal that's going to diminish the school rug sweep it throw some money at it make it go away it never fucking happened she was drunk she said yes she regretted it later that's the story because it will bring down the school the recruiting the money for the boosters their place in college a lot of this bullshit is also this damn near pathological insistence on handling it in-house. No. No. Stop. If a, if, if a woman goes to a, a counselor, a student advisor, an RA, whatever, and says, I was raped on campus... People need to drop everything, take her to the nearest police station, have her file a report, then have the police contact the fucking college. They do everything ass backwards. Notify the college first. The college tries to handle it in-house. The, tri- the college tries to hush-hush it. They throw the kid out. Most of the time without due process, who's, who's accused of it. But the thing is, though, the... the we're getting into again. I think Iceman's hitting on the institution and, and maybe even culture because remember we talked about in the, in Lansing the DA told one of the Nasser victims, "Yeah, no, we got nothing. Yeah, we're good." So what? So if this person does go to the cops and, and it ends up in court in Ingham County, and you got that same DA, I mean, it sounds like they're part of the problem. I I, I agree with you. In the in the Paterno movie, um, in '98, somebody reported Sandusky for child molestation. There were cops in the room with Sandusky that were investigating this allegation. And Sandusky said he took a shower with the boy and gave him a loving hug. The cops said, "Jerry, you can't take any more showers with kids. It can't happen." The cops didn't want to do it anything about it the da's didn't want to do anything about it the president didn't want to do anything about it it's literally choo choo motherfucker absolutely <laughs> thomas the tank coming at you but the, but in this case it's the institution there is the ncaa made a, over a billion dollars they announced it remember we've talked about it holy fuck what do you think those colleges are making? Those colleges have all the fucking sports teams, especially MSU with their football, their basketball, everything. If something breaks, like the Larry Nasser thing, like this lady with the basketball team, there goes all their money. They're no longer a powerhouse. And in moreover, it's not just saving face. It I'm a hundred percent believing. It is all about the money. You, you can't, you can't get money to your college after something like this. Michigan State is in so much trouble. I don't give a fuck about the FBI investigation for Nasser. I don't care about you know the girls touching. I don't care about any of that. This college is going to be so fucked after this because nobody's going to want to sign there. And nobody's going to give it any money. They are screwed. You know, if, if you're if you're a, a regular listener of the show, you know I'm not the hugest fan of Mike Valenti, our local 
sports talk star here in Detroit. But he brought up something that I just found myself on the way to work today just nodding 100% in agreement with him. And that is, here is the very ugly facts of the situation. It's not about students' rights. It's not about right or wrong. Just like you said, Iceman, it's about money. And people who have a lot of it are generally not very good people in the first place. You don't get to be that rich and that powerful by playing nice. That's not how the world works. That's not how capitalism works. Does it happen? Can there be exceptions to that rule? Of course. But the fact that I have to say that proves that the vast majority of people who are in power, who do have ridiculous, I'm not talking rich, I'm not talking, you know, all-star NBA player money. I'm talking wealth, money that can last three or four fucking up, you know, fuck up generations in their family and they still have money to throw around. We're not even talking fuck you money. We're talking fuck the world money. You know what did Chris Rock say? I'm not talking about rich. I'm talking about wealth. Exactly. And these people are so fucking twisted. I mean, I look, I have, it blows my mind. I have to agree with another podcast, the Drew and Mark, uh, Mark podcast. If you listen to us and you recognize the name, you know where we got it from. But when, when, when Drew says, he was a fucking gymnastics doctor. Are you kidding me? Like, they protected him like he was a fucking rock star. Like, he was Elvis. And it's like, you're just a fucking doctor who's a pedophile. Why he wasn't strung up and thrown in prison decades ago, I will never know. It, 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 because people with money bought the way for him to keep doing it. Guarantee you... It, when when the prosecutor was like, yeah, we got nothing. You're telling me there wasn't someone with money making, you know, going, can I donate to your re-election fund? Or what's your favorite charity that you run? You know, something. Here, just look the other way. Don't worry about this. He brings a lot of money to the school and he brings prestige to the school. And that's what boosters do. They're not supposed to, but that's what they do. Let's just drop all pretense of what they're supposed to do and let's deal with the reality of what most boosters do. They buy They buy players and they buy people off so they can continue to do their dirt. That's what they do. And this is just dirt on a level that the more and more I hear, the more I think we're just here in the tip of the iceberg, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think back to the mid-2000s with the Colorado football team and their rape accusations, and I got to wonder how much of that got buried that we didn't know about. I, I'm going to say this goes back multi, multi-decades. Well, obviously... I'm just talking right. about recent fucking memory, dude. Right. It it it's it's sad that someone's pride had to have started something like this. My school will not be in this. My school will never be brought down by this. That a woman or a child's dignity can be bought, but it happens daily. Right. All in the name of I need more money. Yeah, it's fucked up shit, man. I mean, and while we're, I mean, while we're talking about fucked up shit in college, I mean, FBI is getting involved with Kansas and NC State, so it's go, it's going beyond Louisville now. Oh, well, it's always been beyond Louisville, USC, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they 
But see, Louisville and, and USC have always been a powerhouse in college. Kansas uh, just recently became a powerhouse. I mean, <laughs> that's like going, you know, Barry Bonds has always been a great player. He just recently has been has a big Marty McGraw fucking head. Ha, clue. <laughs> well, I mean, it, look, is it? I know we've, we've, we've touched on it before. But is it just time to fucking just blow this all up? And start and start from scratch? Oh, it is way beyond time, but it's not going to happen, dude. This well, is that, was, that, happen. Was, that was the next question. I mean, way to shit all over my fucking my point. Appreciate that. This must be, this must be the week for it, because it happened on Unregimented like three times last week, too. So, I don't know. Yeah, but I, you're absolutely right. Even though you shit on my point, you're absolutely right. It's not going to happen. Now, the only thing I could think is if the FBI gets so involved in what's going on with the NCAA that the government comes in and basically puts an end to one, one by hook or by crook, one way or the other. And you can say, that'll never happen. It's happened before. Believe me, if the government wants to shut something down, they will find a way to shut it down. That's, that's To me, I don't even understand how anyone could debate that. No, the I get what you're saying. That, I, the problem is, is that the money is going to keep flowing, and they're going to keep greasing the wheels, and there's going to be enough people in the government to go, let's give them another chance. Let's give them another second chance for the 10 millionth time. You're right, and that, that we're, that's where I was heading. People will never stop wanting to make money. And apparently, the easiest way to get rich quick is to be involved in college sports, to be part of that whole circle, be a contributor and get the kickbacks that they're they're so sitting back and and you know loving. It, you look at somebody like Louisville, and you, and you hear that Rick Pitino is paying all these hookers and paying you know for, for clubs for his his players and so forth. How do you pay for all that? Ain't coming out of his paycheck. And they've been doing it for years. It wasn't a one-time thing. You know, you how do you the, give all these athletes all this money to sign with your school? Well, you want to know the really shitty part? Is go back and watch that Pony Express 30 for 30. And, and, and listen to these boosters talk about they were throwing ultimately millions of dollars around not to make money, not so they would continue to make money, some of them had that type of fuck you money. They did it just for bragging rights over their friends who went to the, another college and say, we beat you this year, so I got a year's worth of busting your balls about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is how out of touch with reality some of these people are. That they will put the, the school they quote-unquote love so much, the, 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 the sports team they love so much, the players they love so much, They'll put them at risk of federal charges and the death penalty for bragging rights. That is that is having more money than you know what to fucking do with. I, can, I I'm just going to throw money around for bragging rights. I can't even comprehend it, dude. I really can't. It's where money matters more than a life. It kind of it, it kind of reminds me very vaguely of the movie Trading Places. You guys remember that movie? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dan Aykroyd and... It's or, classic. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. You ruined my whole life over a dollar bet? Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> they got theirs in the end, though. 
Randolph well, and Mortimer. So, so, right, so did the college. Well, yeah, but in, in coming to America, Eddie Murphy he gave does, him, does give it back. <laughs> he gave him a million dollars. Mortimer, we're back in business. I'm still not talking to you, Randolph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Very few yeah. people catch that. Well done, Rich. Fucking kidding me! I caught that in the movie theater. When my grandmother took me to see coming to America, I was like, "That's that's from Trading Places." She was like, "You, I've let you watch way too many Eddie Murphy movies." <laughs> <laughs> You're ten and you know this. Oh shit! Your mother's gonna kill me if she ever decides to be a mother. But yeah. Anyways, um, uh, two things very quickly on on this subject. One, congratulations, Vegas won your first hockey game. Two, ESPN has actually listened to, uh, I, I want to say us, but it's probably the whole nation, and taken the whole fucking politics, politics out of their broadcasting. Uh, hey, I, and I told you last night, man, it's fucking not that. <laughs> it is, the, the, they listen to the ratings, man. Like, you fuck with the revenue. I mean, that's doesn't matter what you try to be you try to savior the whole nation and you know we're gonna fix everything nope people stop watching advertisers go away you change it up real quick that's how that business works they well, they've, money. they've completely changed it like completely like the morning sports center yeah that's gone it's called it's a show called get up and it's all about sports nothing else when they talked about humboldt they they did it in a very caring heartfelt way they didn't say bunch of white kids and privilege and all this shit they cared about the sport when they talk about you know hockey they care about the sport when they talk about baseball sport football they talk about football they don't talk about kneeling it's it's really just like wow <laughs> something happened <laughs> they go say what yeah but something happened i think i and i mean it, it, <laughs> Bottom line is I agree with Chris. <clears throat> I think people are starting to realize that this trying to this attitude of let's ignore all the progress we've made and act like we haven't made any progress and try to like bullet train progress into people right up their ass at the rate that we want it, that we think it should happen to. And then half the country's going, wait a minute, ain't nothing going up my ass, let alone at speed of a bullet train. I think you're starting to realize there's a lot of people that, and a lot of people are starting to speak up. And, and, and the best way to speak up, we've said it on this show before, is to vote with your dollar. And ESPN has been fucking hemorrhaging money and taking hits for a few years now. Now, granted, not all of it has to do with the, with the political slant that they've they've decided to run with but it doesn't help if someone's on the fence about why the fuck do i keep paying for cable and i can't even stand to watch espn anymore and that was the main reason i have cable especially in today's world where i can just stream anything i want later i'm not gonna pay 150 bucks a month for this shit and i mean on top of it there was an article in the sporting news that broke it down you were paying 20 years ago, seven bucks a month to your cable company for ESPN. You're now paying 15 bucks a month. By the way, that's even if you don't get the ESPN package, because that's what ESPN has to charge cable companies for the right to broadcast their shit to make a profit anymore, because they've paid way too much money to the NFL, way too much money to the NBA and MLB to get Sunday night baseball, Monday night football, 
et cetera, et cetera. So it's a lot of things, but as far as I'm concerned, if the politics get out of it, good. Sorry. You know, I, I don't need everything to be politics in my life. I, I, I really despise people that have forced everybody into the, I, once again, to quote another podcast, I didn't used to count how many black people, how many white people, how many gay people, how many Asian people, how many Mexican people, how many, I didn't used to count. Now I've been so conditioned to, and I fucking resent these cocksuckers that fucking made me do this because you can't help it unless you just bury your head up somebody's ass and walk around like everything's fine. If you're stupid, you can avoid this. If you have two brain cells to rub together, you can't. Period. Bottom line. And I'm glad ESPN's finally like, you know what? Fuck all the dumb shit. Let's just get back to fucking reporting on sports. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll actually cover the playoff, the hockey playoffs this year. Oh. Hey, let's let's, let's not get crazy. Yeah, I know. I don't, don't want to. I, I ask too much. Talk about the hockey playoffs and Sports Center. <coughs> we'll see about that. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Actually, they are covering the hockey playoffs. Barry Melrose for the win or the loss. Depends on how you look at it. Their token hockey guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when it used to be him and John Butchergrass on you know NHL Tonight. Well, that was 15 years ago. On the deuce. <laughs> Drop a deuce. But, well, anyways, let's, I mean, I just, you know, honestly, from what I, what, I don't know all the ins and outs and the, and the moving parts necessarily of what's going on at MSU with that athletic department, but I do know that you had investigative reporters digging into that, that fucking athletic department since 2014 now, and it's starting to come out in drips and drabs about how much they were stonewalled or sent purposely in the wrong direction or flat out given false information or, you know, the lie of omission. You know, tell them everything but this type thing. And I just, I, I don't see them coming out smelling like roses at the end of that. I God, I hate to sound like I'm minimizing it here, but is MSU just being the school that's getting caught are they just going to be the example i mean like we like because quite honestly like what we're talking about sounds like every other fucking episode of law and order svu i've seen <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not i'm i'm not trying to be funny like for real oh yeah it does you know what i'm saying we're like a chick gets raped at a campus party and then there's this huge cover-up at the college involving the dean and you know like is this is this just like msu is going to be the example I mean, I, it, well, and this well, is why well, it's a pretty huge example i'm not like this said, is not why it'll it. never this is why it'll never end that's that's what you know, Rich was, and I was talking about it. It's one school, okay? It's a couple instances. Yeah, Larry Nasser, a lot of instances, but it's a few reported instances because of the Larry Nasser huge fuck all story. MSU is the focal point. Absolutely. Are you telling me on every other major or minor, even a fucking community college campus, there was no student raped ever by an athlete ever? the fuck out of here of course it was they're just better at covering it up apparently this is why well, this will never end there's also just well, uh, let's 
okay, we've established none of us think it's going to end anytime soon, so we can stop saying it. Let's deal with what's going on. I just think, and we've said this, I've said this before. I think you guys agreed with me. I can't remember exactly. But I think this is just a case of this is the best school to make an example of. At the exact right time, they need to make an example of one. Yeah. It's a very huge school. To quote Ron Jeremy, or Ron Jeremy. (laughs) Where's my head? All right. Telling. People know me. I'm kind of a big deal. Well, I mean, you you have look. Is this going to be bad for D'Antonio, considering it involved the football team? It's going to be bad for everybody involved because it's MSU. Period. And end of file. I I don't care who was there, who wasn't there, who knew, who didn't know. You're going to be, hi, I'm the coach of blah, blah from MSU. Bye. Click. You know, I, I defended... D'Antonio, basically, no, actually, I defended the basketball and the football programs when the Larry Nassar shit broke. So I said, what the fuck does one have to do with the other? Yeah. Now, if you want to talk about the athletic department and the people running the athletic department who oversee everything, that's a different story. But the problem is we're, we're quickly getting to the point where these scandals, plausible deniability on the coach's end is going to be very hard to sell to people. Well, yeah, you can't tell me what this shit D'Antonio didn't know about it. Like, oh, it's just something that happened in the offseason. Fuck no. This guy probably knows what these guys eat when they're not in, you know, in the offseason. He probably knows their workout routines and shit. And you better have one. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. That's why I'm saying plausible deniability is, is becoming more and more... You can't even give them the benefit of the doubt. You really can't. And to be completely honest with you, I hope I'm wrong because as much as I'm not a fan of, of, of Michigan State and their athletic, you know, their, their, their teams, I'm not, I'm not wishing ill will on anybody in their day-to-day life just because they coach a team that I despise. And if he really, for whatever reason, this was being kept from him or it was being downplayed or he was flat out told, look, sit down, shut up, coach the team you have the school will deal with it. Then I really hope he's got the balls to come out and say that before they fucking try to string him up as the sacrificial lamb. Same thing with Izzo. Now, if it comes, if it turns out that they knew and they had something to do with covering it up, you know, I, I, I oh well, <laughs> you, you dipped your, you dipped your toe in that pond, bro. I, you I know, refer. Should have known better. I you, refer you to go. the, I refer to the Paterno movie only because I see that that's how it's handled. And, and I would see that's how it's, you know, going to be handled in any major college across the country. The coach is going to know. How good of a coach is he if he doesn't know what's going on in his program, okay? He's going to know. But he's going to have to bow to the powers that be on how to handle it. That's what Paterno is shown to be doing in in that movie with Penn State. And I'm sure that's what, you know, he's doing, Mike D's doing up there and Izzo's doing up there. You know, I'm 100% positive that they know what's going on in their program. Especially Izzo, he's too good of a coach not to know. But he just has to bow out to the powers that be. They decide how to handle it and he's like, 
Okay. Now, you could call into question his character and his morals and all that. How can you coach for a, a college that allows that? Money talks. Well, like I said, I, 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 to be, wow, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but this is how I feel. If this was happening at U of M with Harbaugh, I'd probably be like, of course Harbaugh knew. He seems like the type of guy that would be like, everybody shut up. Nobody talks. Everybody walks. It's win at any cost. I really thought Izzo and D'Antonio were made from better stuff than that. And, uh, hey, there's the, this is all speculation on my part. There's no rock-solid proof. There's no smoking gun. There's no video. There's no fucking emails. There's no audio. Not yet, at least. Not that I've heard. Just, just at some point, D'Antonio... Everything I keep going over in my head, at some point, he's complicit. I know this. I know this big buzzword right now. The last few months, but at, at at some point he's going along with this, or he's turning yeah. a blind eye, which he is has indirectly to. going that's, along with it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He has to. He doesn't no. have a choice. Earl, no, no, you're wrong. He doesn't okay. have. He, he does not have unattractive options, but he has options. He can walk. Oh, absolutely. But to stay there, make his money, and be the coach at MSU, he has to go. I'm just saying. He could have walked. He could have said, not re-upping a contract, not signing an extension. Uh, he could have, he could have, you know, both of them could have looked at, <clears throat> you know, did a press conference. Uh, you know, I love, I love this school. I love blah, blah, blah. I think I've taken this school as far as I can. Take a year or two off and go back to coaching in another school. It happens all the time amidst scandal with, with coaches. Now, granted, usually that's, I mean, let's be honest here. What's, what's more severe? Someone paying that player to come play for their, uh, their, the school that they graduated from? Some booster doing that? Or some booster spreading money around to get student athletes off who've committed, you know, multiple sexual assaults, violent crimes, et cetera, et cetera. To me, that's not even a hard choice. Like the, the the first one is to me is barely a crime. It's only a crime in the eyes of the NCAA. The rest of that shit that's obstructing that's obstructing justice. That's on top of that. There's other things. I mean, that's <laughs> did did they talk to anybody else about it? You can add conspiracy to that. Well, you could probably hit him with a RICO charge. I mean, I, it's it's apples and oranges. And I mean, at, at this point, I guarantee you, MSU would be just more than happy to go through the scandal that OSU went through a few years ago, right now, versus what they're going through right now. And that should tell you everything you need to know. Because this is not just people who are into sports care about this. This is, with the, with the social climate as it is, with Me Too and Time's Up, and this huge fucking push from the far left with intersectionality and, and, and everything's connected. And, and, you know, Chris, you, know, you said one of the buzzwords, complicit, and everything's being normalized and privilege and toxic this and that this is a perfect storm of bullshit that they're caught in and i don't see how they get out of it scot-free i just don't somebody's going down and it's it's obviously not going to be the athletic people at the head of the athletic department because they're already gone and this is still coming out i'm i'm worried uh, worried i don't know about worry i i feel it could be 
the end of athletics at MSU for a while. I mean, that's a, that's a harsh fucking move, but if it gets bad enough, I can see I the mean, how much worse could it, could, I I mean, how much worse does it have to title. get? You, you got a know. doctor touching and fingering over hundred, almost 200 people. You got players on different sports teams of the same college raping women. Uh, I mean, what next? I mean, the worst to get worse, you have to actually get away with murder. Pretty much. That's why I said this makes buying players, buying commitments from players, look like fucking romper room. Like I don't even give a shit about that in the grand scheme of things. These are people's oh, lives wow. being destroyed. I mean, I, if you if 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 you've ever had any contact with someone who's been molested or raped at a young at a young age, you know that that affects every single thing from their and in their life from that moment on out. It colors how they see the world. Everything from trust to to intimacy to sexual hangups and everything that you don't even think about. It colors everything. It just it's like a it's like a fucking it's like a dark cloud following you around for the rest of your life. And to have such a cavalier attitude about it, no. I, I, I can't co sign on it. I can't. I mean it's <sighs> heads have to roll. And I mean if 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 you know Izzo or, or Marky Marks up there, and they knew that their players were committing rapes and sexual assaults and et cetera, et cetera, and they were helping cover it up. You know what? <laughs> Metaphorically, their heads need to roll. Figuratively, their heads need to roll, period. And if it was, like I said, if it was any of my teams, I'd say the same thing. In fact, once again, I would believe it a lot quicker about Harbaugh and his program than I do about either of those coaches in East Lansing. So what's that tell you? I don't even think the coach of my team's a good person. Well, shit. All right, now let's keep it light. Let's move on to base brawls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, so there was what? How okay, you there was Carlos? There was the, the Yankees and Red Sox, which is almost obligatory. Like It at least seems like once a season they have to have a bench-clearing uh, bullpen clearing fight, which can I, okay. I know it's going to sound like some hack comedian joke, but I never did understand this. And I really meant to ask when Todd was on, if he understood it, because when Todd played, he was a pitcher. What is the point of running out from the bullpen right next to each other, not touching each other? And then when you get to where the brawl's at, turning around and throwing fist at the guy, you just ran all the way across the outfield next to I mean, if, if, if you're that pissed, just start bucking in the bullpen, man. Ralphie Wiggum. <laughs> I'm helping. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, yeah. <laughs> just, just start know, bucking in the bullpen. Just start throwing down, man. Bank the motherfucker. Get, get some Derek Vineyard fucking, put your mouth on the curb, motherfucker. Action in the bullpen, man. I mean, just go for it. Yeah. Don't run out there side by side. How you doing? Doing well. Hey, how's wife doing? Doing well. How's the kids doing? Doing well. Okay. Well, we're here. We got to fight. Okay. Yeah. That makes no sense. I, I just I never understood that. I mean, it's it's entertaining to watch, but you know, whatever. All I know but, is uh, Stanton, Stanton had to turn to judge and go. This is not why I got traded. I swear to God. Yeah. Welcome to the Yankees. <laughs> I'm the Yankees. Everybody hates you. <laughs> Once again. When the Yankees are doing well, the rest of the league has a bad guy, and that's good for the rest of the league. 
Dude, I clearly remember the brawl that started with Veritech giving fucking A-Rod a face wash on a Saturday afternoon game in Boston in 2004. Like, like that, that is embedded in my mind. I can tell you what the weather was like while I was watching the game. That's how much I have total recall of that moment. <laughs> it was sunny and partly cloudy. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a few clouds in the sky. Like, I clearly remember it. I had to play a show later that night. and was like, did y'all see? I'm at the show going, hey, like, hey, man, are you excited to play the show? Yeah, whatever. Hey, did y'all see the fight on fucking Fox today? Yeah. Veritech fucking face washed A-Rod. They're like, who the fuck is Veritech and A-Rod? We're musicians. We don't know this shit. <laughs> <laughs> what about when Pedro Martinez threw the old fat guy to the ground? Oh, Don Zimmer? Don Zimmer had to get there. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for the yeah. team. Embarrassed. I felt bad for Don Zimmer because Don Zimmer for a split second thought he was like back in the 50s and shit and he was like I'm about to knock this color boy out and then Pedro was like I don't think so pops and just grabbed him by his head and threw him down <laughs> oh, <hey. laughs> just like have a seat and Zimmer rolled like I imagine that's how Humpty Dumpty would roll after he fell off the wall he just rolled like Dude, that's that's a bad look. <laughs> Zimmer went from being dick to bruiser to getting his dick bruised. That was terrible. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll give it to him, man. Homeboy went out there with some bad intent. He just the the flesh is weak when you Zimmer. You were a hundred then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what you, 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 you know, my done? question to Todd would have been: Why would you go and run at a pitcher and try to hit a pitcher? The arm that he threw the ball with can throw a ball. Over 90 miles an hour. What do you think that's going to do in a game with can your punch? Jaw? Yeah, but do you really want to find out? No. That's why I would never charge the mound. I would charge first base or turn around and kick the catcher or something. I mean, I think I would be like, hey, someone go take a punch from him. Oh, he, he's, his left jab couldn't break wind? All right. What's up? We can do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's that overhand right. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> Well, if he's leading with his left, you know, I'll just move around to his weak side, you know. <laughs> but, but no, man, I no, I'm absolutely with you, dude. I don't want to find out. Right. I like, like I know he told the story about Robin Ventura, and he was like, Robin Ventura realized halfway to the mound, he's like, oh shit, what am I doing? And his heart wasn't in it. It still didn't change the fact he got his ass rocked. <laughs> okay, he got cradle rocked. He got fucking night night to the bad guy. All right, it was just like. That old man's whooping your ass. I remember being a kid. I remember seeing the highlights of that on 11 o'clock news. Like, oh, shit, Nolan Ryan. Well, I, I can say it to Ryan. myself because I was a kid. I think I'd yell that for cussing. I got the Ryan Express coming for you yeah. right here, baby. <laughs> the, the, the very first pain train. The choo-choo, motherfucker. <laughs> so we're like two weeks in. I mean, do, we can't make any calls on anything. We're... We're like 13 games into only 160 games left, guys. Yeah, but what I find very funny, what I find very funny, literally, is that the Yankee fans were booing Stanton for striking out. He hit like two home runs the game before, and then he struck out. They started booing him, dude, because they're assholes. Yes, they are. I worked in that city for two years. Everyone in that city is an asshole. And they wear it as a badge of honor, and I never understood it. They're horrible, horrible, horrible fans. Like, seriously, it, 
I mean, the, some of the stats that were getting thrown up by the fans um, on an article I read about that was, you know, uh, Stanton has, has, has struck out X amount of times and X amount of times at bat, and DiMaggio only struck out like seven times. Great, yeah, get rid of him. Yeah. 12 games in, yeah, get rid of him. You're right. You're a fucking idiot. Like Exactly. Rich, you say it all the time. This is a game, or maybe Todd said it. This is a game where if one out of every three times you hit the ball, you're in the Hall of Fame. Pretty much. Or three out of every ten times you go to the plate. Whatever way you want to rationalize, 33%. There's also the fact that, one, he's in a new league facing pitchers he doesn't know the tendencies of. But yet they, believe me, they know who he is. They know his tendencies. They've read the scouting reports. They've got the inside edge reports in the dugout. They know where the hole in his swing is at. And until he makes adjustment, they're going to exploit it. Then you have Just two. Just like they would judge. Exactly, and, and Judge made the adjustments. And two, he's in the baseball mecca of the world. On the fucking crown jewel of all of baseball in the entire yeah. world. Welcome to the microscope. Exactly. Fuck a spotlight, you're under a microscope. Right. The other funny story I heard in baseball, did you hear about Mark McGuire's comments? About what? About juicing, PEDs. He said, you know, he said I saw he said something, what did he say? That he 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 regrets juicing, but he knows what he was made of, and even without the juice, he could have hit seventy home runs. Yeah, great, whatever, asshole. Yeah, you, okay, all right, yeah. You can say whatever you want after the fact. <laughs> like, what are you, Uncle Rico? I'm throw football over them goddamn mountains. The only th- the only thing I, I will say is his first full rookie season, he hit forty nine home runs. Oh yeah. And you go look at his rookie card, He's, and he looks like he looks like he has full blown AIDS and a sore throat. Yeah. Looking at at Mark McGuire's rookie card, if he was juicing at that point, he must have been injecting it into like the guy next to him by accident. <laughs> He's a tiny man. Well, I mean, let's not get it twisted. He's he's a big boy, you know. If you saw him in person, but he was not. Mark McGuire that like got traded to the you know to the Cardinals. No, not at all. He looked like a big biscuit eating motherfucker when he got traded to the Cardinals. Yeah, that motherfucker would be like make that two two liters of just pure lard. That's yes. what I mean. Today. Well, to this day, anytime I see one of my friends and they beefed up, I'm like, damn, what you on the Mark McGuire Barry Bonds diet? No way, I got that creatine and protein. <laughs> Let me check your hat size, see if it's gone up. The fuck? But, all right, so yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'll talk about the local team. Uh, Four and seven after 11 games. Woo! uh, Have scored, what is it? Two runs or less, eight or nine games of those 11. Eight games might might be seven. I, it's like it's like seven or eight. I, I I had the game on at work, and I was like, I heard that stat, and I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Remember when we couldn't like you ready not to, run into like five runs per game? You ready to win sixty five games? Oh god! Just based on the first ten, we won forty percent of them. 
Forty percent of one sixty-two is sixty-five. All right. Well, the good news is you don't have to play the Indians every single series from here on out because they haven't beat the Indians in the last what ten, eleven times they've met going back to the last season. Remember when Cleveland was the laughing stock? Oh yeah, they made a movie Pepper, about it. A few Pepper, of them. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 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 oh, but yeah, times there are changing. Um, now the other brawl. Where was that other brawl, Earl? Was it Colorado and brawl? Yeah. <laughs> Don't see no brawl. <laughs> what? Love that. Colorado movie. Rockies charges San Diego Pirates. Really? Eight, really? From 46 minutes ago? You don't see it? No, I think he's just being shitty at improv. It oh. was funny. I love that movie. First of all, okay. there isn't any brawl. Second of all, what do you mean there ain't no brawl? Well, still. It, you know, it was an interesting day in baseball when HockeyFights.com is posting about all the fights in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. God. Well, well, hockey, you know, they're, they're kind of missing the fights. It's playoffs. You don't fight in the playoffs. Not in hockey. Uh, I mean, if you do, it's a blowout. At least it used to be. That's the only time you would, but. If we don't beat you, we're going to beat you. Yeah. We'll show you where the we'll show you where the fights were. We could point to the ice, dude. Right there, right there, right there. <laughs> There's a couple teeth over in that corner. Yeah, if you want to talk about color and hockey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's <laughs> making hockey. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, God, how far are we away from the fucking draft? Uh, a couple weeks. Was but far but, away from the national championship game. I say, well, yeah, before the draft, we should. Okay. You guys could have had this segment without me. You should have. Go ahead. <laughs> we waited for you. On purpose. We were on the bye week last week. Couldn't talk about uh, Michigan. Uh, hey, whatever, Iceman, you won the bracket, but I called it for how. I, dude, I called exactly how it was going to go down. I called exactly what was going to happen. Just say that Michigan, thanks for playing. Uh, oh, but, yeah, another, but another podcaster nailed it. It looked like it was a pro team playing a college team. It is, that, that was just Villanova, and it didn't even matter if it was Michigan. It just seemed like it was becoming pretty evident it was who's going to lose to Villanova. That's, all, that's, that's what you were playing for. Dude, Villanova is fucking insane with three-point shooting. Fucking insane. They set, they set records. I mean, even Steph Curry was like, God damn, that's a three-point shoot. No matter what happened, they couldn't miss. They could not miss. I watched him get fouled, and it still went in. Shot yeah. up from the, the NBA three-point line, still went in. I'm all for amazing blue tears. Nothing to do with tears. It was goddamn. Do these no, guys yeah, ever was, miss? No, they, they were just they were just outclassed, man. What are you gonna do, dude? Look, I didn't expect fucking Michigan to get to the national championship game. Nobody did. And any of you Homer ass motherfuckers who put them in your bracket getting into the game, fuck you. This they were was, in my bracket. Yeah, this <laughs> is so was state. 
No, but this was so. the year for every motherfucker like Iceman. Hey, Michigan go to this champion. This is the year to validate all you assholes. Doesn't matter about the 99 times you were wrong before. This one yeah. time validates them all. Yes. <laughs> See, I was right one well, time. No, but there's a bunch takes. of assholes in Chicago who went through it with Loyola, too. Like the, oh my god, I was so over Sister Jean. Take your wheelchair ass back. The dirty truth is, except for one game, you won all those games with by one basket. Well, survive in advance. That's the name of the game. True. I mean, I'm not sure. And not to, I swear to God, I'm not trying to be a contrarian. It's just, it's. it's yeah, when they ran up against Michigan, all. that game wasn't close. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love you. Rich, Iceman is the homer. Rich is the realist. <laughs> I just, I've not, I've could not, I can't stand fucking, you know, no, man, no, my team never do any wrong. No, my team fucks up all the time. My teams fuck up constantly. I have no problem admitting that. And, you know, you know <clears throat> at the end of this year, when they go to the fucking... Uh, uh, Boston School of Sanitation and Law Bowl with their six and six record. Okay, um, the Har Bowl. He's just gonna make his own bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just him standing there with his shirt off and his khakis, this stupid fucking glasses. That he, he's probably a hipster. He doesn't even need them. Yeah, like, it, it, and then they lose in his own Har Bowl. Yeah. Um, at that point. Can everybody shut the fuck up now? Can all you, you you Michigan faithful realize that he's not the fucking answer? He's not even the second coming to Bo Schembechler. Schembechler would at least win Big Ten titles and then go lose his bowl games. You know, they can't even fucking sniff a title. Oh, it's only been a couple years. Fuck that. He came in. Like, to, to quote Miley Cyrus like a wrecking ball promising a whole bunch of shit. Getting everybody hyped up. And what'd he do? He's like a hot chick that just lays there. Maybe he's got a podcast. Does he? I think my cat has one now. <laughs> I came home and they were sitting around the microphones. And they <laughs> so, I don't know. I'll find out if it pops up on ChristopherMedia.net. <laughs> Cat, cat cast. Pussy talk. You know, like, oh, shit. What the fuck? But, no, I, dude, yeah, I I didn't expect Michigan to do that. And when they got there, that's exactly what, what happened with Michigan. Exactly what I thought would happen with Michigan before they got to the national championship game. But, I mean, on the bright side, eh, we've had some good college basketball since 2000. You know, State was running it there for a minute by themselves. Michigan's thrown their little hat in the ring in the last, like, you know, five, six, seven years. So, if, if, you, if, you, if, if that's what you're after is watching good games, which is what I hear a lot of people who say, like, my team's not in it, I just want to see a good game, then there that's you go, you should be happy. You know, that's what losers say. Yeah, Exactly. That's what I'm saying this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> My team ain't in it. I just want to see fucking Vegas win it all. All right. So, the draft. I was looking for a mock draft, but 
apparently I need to be a paid ESPN insider or some shit to get Mel Kuyper's mock draft. Well, fuck all that. We got Google, I'm, bitch. You know, well. Let's say the ESPN. I got to pay? Fuck you. I got a search bar. Eat a dick. <laughs> get somebody's mock draft somewhere. Uh, we we can go through the free press. Great A picks for the Lions. Yeah, no one but uh, two people on this podcast give a shit. Literally, no one gives a fuck about what the who the Lions are going to pick, except for Lions fans. I did hear the Lions are bringing in a SEC running back. Stop it. Well, the, the good news is he made all his money in fucking college, so they can just like, <laughs> put him on the cheap. That's the good news there. Bad news is all of his titles and records are going to be vacated. <laughs> you know how Shaq made all his money? Yeah, everybody knows how Shaq made all his money in college. College, college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that and with the general... Man, I see him like... Is he either a whore for money, or is he just bad with money? Hey, don't, don't talk shit. That's what I said shit. the other... What, like a couple weeks ago, I saw him on the cruise commercials, cruise liners. Whatever, whatever. Man. He's coming out with a new Shaq Fu. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> but my man. If he comes out with another Shazam, it's fucking on. My man hawks everything. I'm surprised he ain't been like, you want one of my children? Here's my children. I'll tell you one of my children. Got that Shaq sperm. <laughs> Fifty nine yeah. ninety five. You get a true okay. vial. Sh- so Shaq's a month. You get one vial a month. Okay, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, yeah, here's the fucking the link you sent me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cleveland Browns, New York Giants, New York Jets. Whack insider. Mel Kiper Jr. predicts three rounds, a hundred total picks of the upcoming draft. Become an ESPN insider to find out who and. and no, but you no, you go down the thing and it. Oh, god damn it! Mm-hmm. Oh, I got baited. Uh, exactly. I was hoping to get through at least like half the draft this week, and then we could cover the second half of the mock draft next week. You know, at least the first couple rounds. But apparently, if we want to see. The guru Mel Kuyper's mock draft. We have to give ESPN money. Hey, this 2018 mock draft central at NFL.com. Pull it up. Fuck it. I was just going with Mel Kuyper because, honestly, even if you hate him, let's be honest, he's one of the names you hear the most around this time of year. It's true. He generally knows what he's talking about. I'm going to go with Todd McShay. All right. So, who do we have picking this mock draft? Maurice Jones-Drew? MJD? Chad Reuter? Sure. And Charlie Chasserly? Charlie Casserly. Oh, okay. Here we go. I don't even know who the hell you are. It's it's not Mel Kuyper. And it's not the next best thing, but we got someone's mock draft. All right, so. Yeah, from NFL. We have NFL.com's mock draft. Well, MJD is, well, actually, everyone is 
smelling what you're stepping in there, Iceman. Your boy Barkley's going to be going to the Browns, according to these three gentlemen. Wait, what? No. Cashley and, Rout- and Reuter got uh, Denard oh. Allen quarterbacks going, respectively. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I'm reading this wrong. Yes. So MJD's smelling what you're stepping in, but not the white guys. Yeah, and then in the second to New York, uh, Jones Drew's got Josh Rosen going to them. Cashley then has Barkley going to New York, and Reuter has Denard going to New York. Which, okay, if you're if you're a Giants fan, are you wanting them to pick a quarterback with their second overall pick? Even if you're Eli's getting old. Even if you're a Giants fan or not, you you got to see the writing on the wall. And I was trying to tell you that, and Mr. Statsman over there has got two rings. Nah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just saying don't fucking write him off. It's, he's not garbage. Like, if, if you, put on, dude, if you put on garbage. Detroit Lions uniform, you'd have a heart on. I would take Matt Stafford over Eli Manning any day of the week and twice on Sunday. At their peak. Both at their, their peak. peak. At their peak. You are. <clears throat> well, can can oh. I make the internet disconnect on you again? Yeah, oh just him. God. Yeah. <laughs> you are right, insane. I, no. All right. Well, okay. Let's 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 look at let's you know what? Fuck it. Fuck the other two white boys. We'll go with, with Jones Drew because I think he's got the, the 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 more interesting mock draft here that I'm I've I've scouted ahead a little bit. And he, he also happens to agree with Iceman, so let's throw him a bone. Uh, Barkley going first overall to the Browns. Is that the pick you think the Browns should make there, Ice? Uh, the, the thing is, is I think they're going to eventually end up with uh, Saquon Barkley, but I think they're going to go with Josh Rosen first because they need a quarterback. So you think they're going to pick Rosen? I do. And the Giants and the Jets will pass up on Barkley so they can pick him up at fourth overall. Yeah, they're going to go. I I totally believe Giants are going to get uh, <clears throat> um, a quarterback. But I just don't think it's going to be Josh Rosen. But the, the theme that's throwing a monkey wrench and everything is the trade the Jets made to get to number three. Maybe they're trying to get a quarterback. They are. They are trying to get a quarterback. And Maurice Jones-Drew has him at Sam Darnold. I mean, all three of these guys have him picking a quarterback. It's just different quarterbacks. The other right. two guys say <clears throat> it's going to be Josh Rosen. So, Did you guys hear what the coach from UCLA did on his way out to Josh Rosen? Called him and he said, give him a hand set job? A, set, an, set an extra no. table for dinner? Actually, he... he kind of bitch slapped him on the way out he said uh, either I don't know if it's an interview but he's quoted as saying that uh, Josh Rosen needs to be focused he's a good talent if you could get him to focus well okay he's he's hard to to coach and hard to play with part of the criticism I've heard of this year's draft class is it's not a very strong quarterback draft class now, the last draft class I heard that about a lot had Goff and Wentz in it. Well, I would say, really? Uh, 
two of the top three picks are projected to be quarterbacks. How, how is it not? I, I'd say that's strong. Maybe not. Maybe it's not deep. The argument. The argument that I heard was quarterbacks are overvalued, and that's because it's the most important position on the field. So most people in their mock draft are going to have teams taking quarterbacks, whereas a team like the Browns need other spots filled before they get a luxury pick like Barkley. This isn't my thoughts. It's just listening to different shows and podcasts that I've, you know, I've heard. I'm just distilling it all down. You know, he's, he would be wasted basically is what they're saying on the Browns right now. Whereas someone like New York needs to get a young quarterback that can sit behind Eli for you know, a year or two, and hopefully Eli's opening open to mentoring him. And even if not, he, while he backs up Eli, he can basically develop into that. You know, when it's time for him to step in, it's an Aaron Rodgers situation, which I think is. I mean, you're basically asking for lightning to strike twice. To think that you know the Giants are going to pick a quarterback, sit him behind Manning for two, you know, two one or two years. And then this quarterback's going to come out like Rodgers did and have a rookie season like Rodgers did. You know, and I'm nope. a true rookie season where he started, you know what I'm saying, as the starter. Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, that doesn't happen all the time. Green Bay got – Green Bay made a very shrewd pick at a time where it left a lot of people scratching their heads. I remember watching that pick live, and they're going, huh? <laughs> You're like, you'll see in five years. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't at three. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> all right. So, Rosen, if it goes if it goes down like 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 MGD sa- or M- MJD says, it's going to be Barkley, Rosen, Darnold. Now Chubb is a defensive end going to uh, the Browns. Here's my thinking: if you're getting a quarterback like Barkley, and you want to start building. Wouldn't you want to get like the best offensive lineman you have to protect and block for these guys? Maybe they're and in their mind. That, they're all set there. And wouldn't that be Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame? I mean, homeboy has just been a beast from the highlights I've watched. I mean, he's just pancaking motherfuckers like it's like they're nothing. Well, according to all three of these guys, he's going to end up being a Colt for a quarterback they don't know is even going to play this year. Remember is again. Just, I, well, I mean, I hate to say it like that, but isn't that the isn't that the, the scuttlebutt that mm-hmm. you know luck is really fucked up way more than they're even leading on, and the fact that that got a fucking offensive coordinator to decommit as their head coach, you know, oh, might be something to it. But all right, so going once again off of Jones Drew's draft, yeah, he's got Josh Allen going five to the Broncos. Nelson, like we just said, going six to um, Indianapolis. What brain fart on my part? <sighs> really? Two of these three guys got this. Derwin James from Florida State going seventh. Yeah. To don't, the Bucks. Don't even have to move. Really? Really? Is this what the is this what the Bucks are going to do? They're just going to keep drafting people out of that school and throwing them to the wolves in central Florida. I, whatever. <sighs> now here was something that was brought up that might be interesting. If 
Nelson falls to Chicago, Lions fans are going to hate Quentin Nelson for the next 10 to 12 years. As you see him twice a year. Exactly. And you don't want to see him, period. So <laughs> it's like, eh, I don't know. Do you know anything about Quentin uh, Nelson there, Earl? Did, did we lose yeah. Earl? No, I'm here. <laughs> I told you hung up on him. <laughs> and, uh, Quentin Nelson, I mean, you, you got to look at Notre Dame, period. You know, how, how did they do? How was their team I, this year? Decent. I'm, right. Largely due to the line. Quentin Nelson, he's big, he's fast, he's strong. He, he's going to need some coaching on some fundamentals, but he's good. Best offensive lineman available in the draft. No. Who do you think is the best O-lineman? I'm looking to see where MJD has him. Jesus. He doesn't have him on here. Who? Oh, number eight. He's going to the toilet toilet bowl. McGlinchey? Yeah, Mike McGlinchey. That cat is fast. For an offensive tackle, he can move. I was watching the combine. Of course you would. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you see and Rich Eisen? watcher of all that you guys don't want to watch. You see Rich Eisen run his 40? Didn't he run he his does. fastest 40? Hey, when I was an unemployed asshole musician in my 20s, I watched SportsCenter all day. I watched everything. <laughs> I, I even watched women's water polo one time, hoping for a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> hoping someone was going to be saucy, wear a thong. You're going to watch that groundbreaking match. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, either way, you got okay, but you see what I'm saying? You got, you got Nelson or McGlinchey. As a Lions fan, you really want to see either of those guys two times a year for the next decade? Not really. Uh, no, no, I don't. It's not optimal. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you can you can uh, tap on these guys. Mike is 6'8", 312 pounds, and this cat was fast as fuck at the, uh, he broke five, I think, at the combine in the 40. Now, being an offensive tackle, that's huge, because if you start to get out in front of running backs, you're just pancaking motherfuckers. Yeah, buddy. And considering that fullback is all but a dead position anymore. You get you're, they're they're going to have to if you have to if you want a running game and you're going to run a single back backfield, you're going to have to have an offensive line that can fucking move and put people on their ass. Right, and Period. then if you go up to Quentin Nelson, he's only six five, and that motherfucker weighs three hundred twenty nine pounds. Big boy, he's he's good. Like I said, he's just there's some things he's going to need to learn. Like how to say no at the at for the fifth helping of uh, wings and all you can eat tire. <laughs> how to say no at the donut shop? Oh, you you can't send that motherfucker to Chicago then. Oh, it's too much get food that, for that guy to eat. Get that deep dish pizza and them hot dogs, mm, bratwursts. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's a reason to root for. Uh, Nelson to be taken by Chicago will eat himself out the league. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be fridge 2.0 and shit. <laughs> no, the team I worry about right now is uh, 
Cleveland because they just they've made some hellified moves this off season. Think about what Who? you just said. I I'm kind of with them, man. I'm kind of with them. They got Jarvis Landry. You know, they got the first round pick. If they do get Saquon Barkley, that's a hell of a running back. They got a it's, lot of weapons as is. They just don't have that premier quarterback. Exactly. But if you get a game manager, you saying Eli, who says "fuck it," we're I'm going to get the ball to my best players, and a defense that plays with even some heart, they could they could they could they could piss some some people off. They could they could upset a few Alliance. people. <laughs> How the fuck? They're not even in the same fucking conference. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like their, tra- their traditional uh, uh, preseason game. Oh, the Lions would be real broke up. They lose to the Browns in preseason. Actually, I would. I'd be pissed. Jesus, God. Is it? What are you it, fucking? I, I forget the depths of his homerness. <laughs> I know, right? Fourteen two. Exactly, fourteen and two, baby. If they go fourteen and two this season, oh, you guys will never hear the end of this. What drugs? Come on, Matt, Patricia. Be the savior everybody says you are. I still, I was thinking during this, it's like, oh, I keep forgetting LeGarrette Blunt is a, is a, is a lion. Uh-huh. We got some, we, we got a third down back. Now All right. we can just get a one through, <laughs> a one and two down back. All right, so moving on, we got. Sign AP. We got Drew going to, or Josh Jackson going to San Francisco at nine. Which, is San Francisco as good as fucking they looked at the end of last season? Or was that just fresh blood coming in? So Jimmy G, undefeated in the NFL. The GOAT. <laughs> yes. Tom Brady has lost three Super Bowls. Garoppolo, none. Who's the best? <laughs> Garoppolo. His winning percentage as a starting quarterback is 1,000. <laughs> Just retired now is the greatest ever. Yeah, he's never lost. Yeah, the only problem was that was at the end of the season where none of the games mattered and nobody gave a shit. Mattered to Jimmy G, put up the the W. That's the only person. Him and John Lynch. Well, Jimmy G is like, well, you just gave me a bunch of money. Better win you some games. Doesn't matter if the garbage wins. W is a W to Jimmy G. All right, now, then he has Roquan Smith, outside linebacker, going to the Raiders. Uh, I'm kind of shocked. And the only reason I'm going to say I'm shocked is because you got Chucky out there. And Chucky loves himself some quarterbacks. He loves to collect them. And I don't know how much control he's been given, but he likes to run the show. Is John Groom quarter camp 2018? He just has him fight to the death. Dude, kind of. He says an octagon. Think of think of all the quarterbacks they had after their Super Bowl win in Tampa. I mean, he had a stable of quarterbacks every fucking season. One season he was good. One <clears throat> the one season he was going to have Garcia as his starting quarterback. He left him in. And he broke his leg. Garcia. Like, why would? Why would? Yeah, I know. I know. But still, uh, motherfucker got the job done in San Francisco when he was passing the T.O. That's all. Yeah, he did. That's all they cared about. You got the job done in San Francisco. <laughs> More than one job, too. 
but no, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea about how much control he has out there in, in, in Oakland, but I just know his tendencies and I know how much he, I mean, his first year in Tampa, he walked in and basically talked shit to that defense all season long. Like, you guys ain't as good as, you, as everybody says you are, and you damn sure ain't as good as you think you are. If you're so good, score me nine defensive touchdowns before the season's over with. And they finally got the ninth one in the Super Bowl. And that's when they went over to the sidelines. They were like, talk shit now. And he was too happy because he just won a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, 10, motherfucker. He was looking at Dexter Jackson like, I'll suck your dick. I won't enjoy it, but I'll suck your dick right now. Dexter Jackson's Jackson's going, this is the only time people are going to know who I am. So, shit, go for it. Go for it, coach. All right. So, then we have Denzel Ward. But he said this is a projected trade to the Packers. So... I guess Miami in, in, in Jones Drew's mind is going to trade down, which if that's the case, then according to this, they're going to pick Denzel Ward at 14, and the Packers will pick Minka Fitzpatrick at 11, a safety. Well, you guys, offense have become a shit show. Yeah, but does it seem like a fucking Green Bay move to trade up three spots to take a safety that would probably be there anyways? No, not really. It, 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 I don't know. It's MJD's a player. But, dude, these are all mock drafts. I mean. Oh, this is just something. That, so we got something to talk about as far as football. That's, that's all this is. Yeah. I totally admit that. Yeah. Like, he's got, he's got Baker Mayfield. Buffalo taking Baker Mayfield and trading him to the Broncos. Which, that makes sense for Denver. Because they did since the sheriff left town, they they don't, they don't know what the fuck's going on. Hey, Brock Osweiler, a bunch of money. He went to shitter. And then what? <laughs> Who's Trevor Seaman? Is that the quarterback yeah. now? But then Sh- is, but isn't Brock Osweiler back there again? I, well, I can't remember. In, Denver. in uh, Denver. Case Keenum is the quarterback in Denver. Yeah, but they're saying that Bills are going to take Baker Mayfield and trade him to the Broncos. Yeah, probably not. And then he's got <clears throat> Tremaine Edmonds, inside linebacker, out of VaTech. VaTech, wonderful school, going at 13. Uh, we already talked about uh, uh, the trade that, that he believes is going to happen with Green Bay and uh, the Dolphins. <clears throat> Uh, the Cardinals making a very Cardinals boring pick. Isaiah Wynn, guard at 15. Okay. Now, this is, I think, kind of interesting. He's got Harold Landry going at 16 to the Ravens. And am I reading that right? Does that mean he's a, a, a outside uh, defensive lineman? He's an edge rusher? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need that fucking. I need to get uh, Bob Euchre. I need to get a whole bunch of Bob Euchre drops. 
And he said, dynamite drop it, Monty. That broadcast school is really paid really off. Really paid off. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he was thinking, I don't, I don't know, know what, what the hell. hell. Yeah, what the exactly. Thing, yeah. Dude, I've watched that movie like four times in the last month. I don't know why. It's just it's, it's just a good movie to put on as background noise, and every once in a while I look over and get a chuckle or two. It's, it's baseball, too. It's baseball, baseball's back. You watch Major League. Hey, goes the you fight. Good. We could have. We could have used the Bob Euchre drop. Vaughn's hanging his left kind of low. That could hurt him in the later rounds. <laughs> you look you look good, young man. I had a pair just like him when I was a kid. Besides, seeing's the most important thing. It ain't that damn important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then he's got... Yeah, here we go. This sounds like a Quentin Tarantino character. Vita Vey. Yeah, defensive tackle out of Washington. <laughs> Vita Vey and one of the Vega brothers going to go on a kill crazy rampage and kill Bill Four. <clears throat> uh, Isaiah Oliver, cornerback, eighteen, going to which you know that he's the only one who has uh, Jones Drew is the only one who has Seattle picking anybody for from for a secondary spot. With their first pick, and with what they've lost in the secondary, it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, I have no qualms with that move. Well, I mean, they've yeah. lost their whole team, though. They lost their tight end. Well, that, their yeah, that whole team safety, blew up. Their corner, offseason. their defensive ends. They've lost everybody. So, in other words, what you're saying is don't expect to see them in the playoffs. I do not expect them in the playoffs. No, I don't. Fair enough. Twelfth man's gonna be awful silent this year. Oh no, they ain't. I'm gonna go on. Ooh. So he has Calvin Ridley going nineteenth to America's team. Yes, someone's got to replace Bryant. He's getting old, <laughs> and he and he ain't lived up to what he was supposed to be. He's talking. Thank sh- you. Remember, he's talking shit about I'm as good as Calvin Johnson. Uh, history has proven, no, you are not. <laughs> the results are in? That's a lot. <clears throat> yeah, results are in, and you were full of shit. You see that over there? That's where you go with that bullshit. Yeah. Calvin I, Johnson I, has I, even left the game, and you are still not as good as him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, because it's the home team, and hopefully this will wake up Iceman, let's go over... All three projected picks for the fucking Lions here. Jones Drew has Marcus Davenport, defensive end. Your thoughts, Homer? I mean, Iceman. No, we are not picking a defensive end. Why not? Because we have two very good defensive ends. You see this kid out out of... College is going to be good, better than Zeke. No, but we're we are dealing with two gentlemen who are known for building for the future. They're from they're from the they're from the era of the Patriots where they had the core. You know they're they're not from this. It, it seems like after the uh, the David Tyree uh, debacle, the Patriots kind of shifted into the, like you don't produce. See ya. Whereas in like the early to mid two thousands, 
where, you know, they, they kind of had this core. And I, and I kind of, like, like, I really have really liked all of the moves Patricia has made so far. It just, it's, it, it's just, it's, it's just as advertised. It's like, yes, I expect him to make that kind of, like, this pick would make sense. With with what I have with the moves I've seen, the Lions making the off season so far. Seriously, it fits with the the aesthetic of the moves. I mean, Ezekiel Lance has only been in for five years, bro. Only five years. The average NFL career is three and a half. At this point, you're playing with house money. Let's be honest. <laughs> Anything could happen. You know what I'm saying? He, he could fucking hit training camp and. Something could happen, and that can be it for him. We'll do it. Anthony, Anthony Zettel on the other end's only been in for two. We don't need a defensive end right now. Not even close. Well, that's where Casserly agrees with you because he has Darius Gooch, Geis, Geis <laughs> from LSU, Guichi, yeah. and we're not choosing a running back either. Jesus, why we do we need one? It ain't going to be Abdullah, and it ain't going to be fucking Theo Riddick. We got Theo Riddick, Abdullah. No. Uh, uh, Let's be honest. Washington, and now we got. If you are going to make an impact, if you're going to be an impact player in the NFL, we're going to know within the first two or three seasons. Abdullah and Riddick ain't, are, are just going to be eh. Yeah, and now we got Blunt. Yeah, but for, for third down, like, we need. We need we need our one and two down back. What else? We need you know Blunt is a guy. Blunt's the ground and pound guy. Grunt's built like a brick fucking shit house. Like you know he yeah occasionally he rips off a run but he's not you know he does. You brought up Adrian Peterson. You're trying to bait me. I didn't take the bait earlier. You brought up Adrian <laughs> Peterson. But Adrian Peterson in his day like Blunt don't move like that. Like we need someone like that. Who moves like that? I mean, AP obviously that's a special player, but just okay. No. Then trade up, get the number one pick. It takes for Quan oh, Barkley. You're talking about shit that's not going to happen, though. All right, then. You're talking about shit that somehow Cleveland is taking LSD. <laughs> no, no, Cleveland fires their general manager. <laughs> yeah. Actually, hires. Kevin Costner to be their general manager, and he makes that trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they can pick up. Uh, no, we don't want number one. We're trained down to 20. Trust me. <laughs> That'd be the shortest GM position ever. Like, Dennis Leary is his head coach. <laughs> think about the guy who got fired during the draft. <laughs> like, this guy called in his pick, and he got fired immediately. <laughs> Like I have to, I have to agree with you, Chris, on, on this aspect. The running game in the NFL has changed. You want you want the the guy who's going to make people miss, be able to dance around a little bit, an outside type runner, and then on third down with short yardage situations, you want a guy who just can fucking slam it up the gut. The days of like Walter Payton, or not Walter Payton, excuse me, Jim Brown, just running motherfuckers over every time they handed him the ball are done and over with. It's running back by committee. And, yeah, I don't see Blunt being an every-down back. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, the Lions, 
it, it doesn't seem like a New England move to take a back with their first overall pick, unless there's just one that has fallen perfectly into their lap, that they're like, okay, fuck it, we'll take this risk. Because it just seems like unless you think that a running back's a slam dunk these days, no one wants to take running backs high anymore. Like, let's say the video comes out this weekend, Barkley punches a white chick. That's the only way we get him at 20. No, no. That's when he falls to Tampa. <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll be like, you know, let them hoes fight. Let them hoes fight. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, that's horrible. I shouldn't say that. I'm just joking. Kind of. Not really, but no. <laughs> I don't want that. Um, <laughs> All right, Luke Perry. I'm not that in a good way. <laughs> All right, well, then, I mean, then, then uh, you know, uh, I actually really going to hate uh, Reuter's fucking pick because he's got three first Michigan, yeah, a defensive tackle. So, Actually, I don't. We need a defensive tackle in the worst way. Obviously, Sue didn't come home. We lost to Loninata. Oh, We have what? a huge what? hole in the middle of our line. Come home to Jamaica, Sue. Oh, sorry. <laughs> home what is he going to sign with Dallas it's probably the closest to where did he come from Nebraska Nebraska home's, home's wherever they're going to give that motherfucker the biggest check that's what that is yeah hey, they should change Papa was a rolling stone to Sue was a rolling stone because that motherfucker just who's going to pay me the most he's got a mercenary mentality he should have went to the Chiefs there you go why the fuck? Well, first of all, why the fuck would he go to the Dolphins? What the fuck were the Dolphins going to do besides give him a paycheck in a state with no state income tax? That's they, it. They brought Jay Cutler out of retirement. All right. Did he go back into retirement? He ain't coming back, is he? I think he is. Oh. I, I don't know, but he's probably smoked two cartons by the time we're this deep into the podcast. So <laughs> he's just sitting there looking at his bitch from that fucking reality show going, well, bitch, time for you to make some money. <laughs> Swing around the pole while you still got your looks, honey. I ain't going back out there again. $20 million to be uh, starting quarterback for the Browns. Okay, pass me that contract. $20 million in a cart in the cools. <laughs> <laughs> throw, throw in a bottle of Johnny Walker Platinum and we got a deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, you know, I can... I can kind of agree with you, man, because I remember the year that we had that fucking, I, I still can't believe it, but statistically the best defense in the league, they were able to rotate in and out people on their defensive line as needed. And I mean, they, they had depth and that's something that I just don't see on their, on the Lions defensive line this upcoming season. Yeah, but their front line was just monstrous. They were feared. You had Endemic and Sue and Fairley in the middle. Strong, fast, mean. Van and Bosch, Van and Bosch and Cliff Averill on the outside going, I dare you to run out here. I double dare you. Yeah, but you know, I mean, the year Sue left, Averill went to Seattle. Like, hey, I'm going to win a championship. Later, losers. Which, you know, we really haven't talked about it, but Sue signing with uh, the Rams. Is that his Hail Mary to try to win a championship? Yep. Because he's, he's now made his money. He did it backwards. He should have tried to win a championship at first, but and then signed the big money contract. Yeah, I think he should have went with Cliff Averill and then went and signed a big money contract. Yeah, I, I just thought it was weird. I'm like, uh, aren't you getting a little long in the tooth, bro? 
I mean, this will be his what ninth season? He was drafted second overall in 2010. Yeah, so that's yeah, it'll be his ninth season. I mean, that's getting long in the tooth, man. And that's a position that's not exactly easy on the body. It's not like he's a fucking kicker. Yeah, he ain't you know? like anymore. He's nine years. Yeah, get the fuck. Like, Iceman, we need to stop taking out of the people's garbage. Get out of this mindset. I want to sign all these old ass people. What are you talking about? Sue. I said he didn't come home. We lost Saloni Nada. Yeah, we have a hole. You're in calling the it a hole. Why'd you even want him? Nine years in, old and busted. <laughs> Next. Not old and busted. Oh, God. So you think he's going to be dominant in L.A.? No. I think he'll help. Well, if you you think he'll help, Iceman immediately, no. Well, then what the fuck would you want him in Detroit for? I know, right? Okay, hang on. <laughs> L.A. has the defensive player of the year on their line. And Dominic Sue is going to be a footnote. He'll compliment him. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought he would do with Cameron Wake, and we see how that ended. We, we've reached the point of the podcast where Iceman goes, uh, okay. 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 Yeah, because arguing with Chris is, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you guys do it in the group chat. I, I swear to God, I'm still debating whether to fire both of you and just read the group chat. That's what I'm <laughs> debating. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. He's I'm serious, gonna, too. <laughs> he's he's going to be a footnote in L.A. We could absolutely use him like we did the first time. And he would be the beast that he was the first time, especially with the line we're putting. Trash unless he doesn't play for your team. Oh, Is that boy. where this goes? Okay, but uh, all right. Let's, let's let's continue to bore our five listeners a little bit longer. And if we pick a running back, it obviously we can't get Saquon Barkley. So give me Nick Chubb from Georgia. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. I don't. He's, he's going to be gone by then. If they are really trying to take that New England mentality slash culture and instill it into, in, into Detroit, you're going to have to get used to them drafting people and you going what? Who? Huh? Yeah. Especially. Remember, the goat was what was he six round pick? Yeah, you're gonna have to. Just, you know, you're gonna have to deal with it. You're gonna have to put your trust in. And it, I, that's where I feel sorry for you, Lions fans, because it's damn near impossible for you to trust anyone. You're like that motherfucker that's been cheated on so much. You're like, I'm. It. We don't love them hoes. I mean, seriously, you just drinking haterade for women, a he man woman hater club. And, and, but but instead, it's, I don't trust nobody. I don't trust them. I mean, you, you always got the Kool-Aid drinkers like, oh, this is the best draft ever, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay, well, wait till preseason game three. And they'll be like, oh, fucking all them guys were busted, blah, 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 blah. I can set my watch to it. Iceman. <clears throat> <laughs> I've lived with it for 41 years. Oh, God. All right, so moving on. You got Will Hernandez at guard going 21 to the Bengals. Sure. <laughs> By the way, are the, are, we're, getting, we're getting to the point in the first round where why not? Well, are the Bengals like just, 
are, are they are they kind of like turning into like what the Red Wings have turned into with the uh, extension of Blashill and Holland? It's just like, eh, the demon you got's better than the demon you don't know. We know what these guys are capable of. <laughs> How does Marvin Lewis still have a job? He's got to have naked pictures of somebody. That's my new theory. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. What's his record in the playoffs? Over. No, he's he's won some playoffs games, but not very many. I think he has. I swear he won one uh, in 2005. Could be wrong, but I don't know. All right, so here you go. Deron Payne, defensive tackle to the Bills. No, I was right. How many flaming tables do you think people are going to jump through over that fucking draft pick? Was that another projected trade to the Broncos? According to hey, Rich, Marvin Lewis is 0-7 in the playoffs. Okay, I was wrong. There you go. Right there. Yep. Half-ass is good enough for the fucking Bengals. That's it. That's a team if I'm a fan of. I'm looking at, at, at like ownership going, can somebody die? Can they sell this team? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Been to the playoffs seven times, haven't won once, still have a job. I mean, at least the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. I mean, you got the, you you know got you the Super Bowl swag at least. You know, what you, you know what you have in Cincinnati? You have a GM where the glass is half full. Oh, but we've been to the playoffs seven times. But you've lost seven times. <laughs> and it's record 125, 112, and 3. So yeah. you're one shitty season away from being a 500 coach. Marvin Lewis. Now, the next one is, is where it gets interesting. Because... <clears throat> I've I've been reading opinion pieces and paying more attention to the off-season local media around the Patriots than I have ever done before because I really think the wheels are getting ready to come off on that organization. I really do. And I think it's for no other reason except for you have titanic egos bouncing off of each other and no one's willing to back down because everybody thinks that they have a right to have the ego they have now. You know, Brady because, well, I'm the GOAT. Belichick because he's Belichick. And Kraft because I own all this. So they have a cornerback going to him at 23 out of Central Florida, which is like, okay. That's, once again, that's one of those, that's one of those picks you're like, huh? That's a Patriot move. Yeah. Uh, you got Mr. Geis going, who, uh, might go to the Lions if, what's it, if, uh, uh, casually gets the pick right, but Jones Drew has him going to the Panthers at 24. You have Harrison Phillips, a defensive tackle, going 25th to Tennessee. Maurice Hurst from Michigan, 26th to the Falcons. See, this is, I think it's interesting. The next pick is the Saints. Do we all agree that, that, um, wow, I just drew a complete blank, guys. Quarterback. Drew Brees. Brees. Thank you. I can't believe I drew a blank like that. But we all agree he's playing on borrowed time at this point, right? Yes. I mean, last season, 
no one was expecting that. And he come out and he was like, I still got it. So the fact that who is their backup plan? Who is their fucking quarterback for the future? Uh-huh. I mean, I know that, like I said, this isn't the class to be talking about, you know, it's not very deep at quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. But we all know how the draft goes. Somebody's going to fucking plummet like a fucking rock. Because it always happens. And if and if no one's really hot on all these quarterbacks, my prediction is it's going to be a quarterback this year. You're going to see someone sitting there well beyond when everyone thought he was going to be taken. And I'm just shocked because everybody, across the board, you got a defensive end, a tight end, and an offensive tackle being predicted at 27 by these three guys in their mock draft. The Saints, the depth chart is Drew Brees. Chase Daniel and Taysom Hill? Sure. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Iceman. (laughs) Okay. Quarterback. (laughs) Third string. All right, and you got... uh, Maybe you. Here you have a rare case where two of the three agree. Rashawn Evans, outside linebacker, going at 28 to the Steelers. Once again, an organization who has a quarterback who seems like he's playing on borrowed time. I mean, looking back at his comment, maybe I don't have it anymore. That was pure sarcasm, obviously, on his part last year. But, I mean, you really think Big Ben's got another Super Bowl in him? I'm not seeing it. Maybe I'm missing something here. He barely had Uh, another playoff game in him. That's what I'm saying. And, I mean, you know, it's not like they have the best relationship with their fucking running back. Oh, come on. Come home, Le'Veon. Come home. Come home. <laughs> we'll trade you blunt. Come home, son. You went to state. You already know you, people here. Let me ask you a question. Would you swap first-round picks with the Steelers plus, plus give them a player from the starting 22? For the best or, running back in the league? Yes. That would uh, Problem solved. Done. We, we have fixed the running game. <laughs> Obviously, the only untouchable player would be fucking Stafford. Well, we got Matt Castle as our backup now. Ooh! Again, <laughs> another guy was like, he's, he's not retired yet? He's and not my question is why. We got Jake Reddick. Oh. That's like two homerisms at once. <laughs> All right, then you get uh, Jazari Alexander, or Jirari, Jari, Jair, J, J, A, J Alexander from Louisville. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Cornerback. Going to Jacksonville. Fudge. Which, I mean, forgive my ignorance, but why would Jacksonville pick uh, someone to shore up their secondary when they had Dick for offense last season? Blake Bortles is still your quarterback, Jacksonville. Figure it out. Well, who knows? Orlando Brown, offensive tackle, going to uh, the Vikings. That is a big son of a bitch. Oh Which my is God, interesting. All three of them have uh, offensive linemen going to the Vikings. So, obviously, they all three of them feel that this is a need that offensive line is in need of being shored up. I mean, they have Orlando Brown, Connor Williams, and James Daniels, respectively, across the board. So, 
Yeah, but Orlando Brown is huge. Huh. I just realized that looking at that. That's, yeah, that's uh, okay. They're calling it, kind of calling that offensive line out a little bit here. A little passive aggressiveness for you. <clears throat> All right, and then you have, uh, once again, Rich, get richer. Colton Miller. They got offensive tackle Colton Miller going to him. Uh, and then this pick, I sure. No, I don't. Absolutely what, not. Stinking <laughs> Lamar Jackson, quarterback to the Eagles. Absolutely I, not. The Eagles have one too many quarterbacks, anyways. All right, Big Dick Nick, Carson Wentz. Exactly. I mean, and I mean, it's it, who needs who really really needs a quarterback that they would realistically trade up to get a draft pick from. Uh, I mean, to uh, me, the most glaring need for the play for a playoff team with a quarterback would be Jacksonville. But Jacksonville is only three picks ahead of them. That doesn't make any sense to trade that because it's going to have to be a swap. Of need pick. one. The, the Bears? No, Bears got theirs. Trubisky. Oh, that's true. Buffalo needs one. Dolphins need one. Yeah. Arizona needs one. I mean, but the highest pick that you brought up would be the Dolphins. And that's on the number 11 pick. <clears throat> Excuse me. San Diego better start thinking about a Q- QB pretty soon. Remember remember Phillips as old as Eli. Yeah. Yeah, he ain't no spring chicken. That's for damn sure. With his, 98, with his 98 kids. Like, I, doesn't Philip Rivers have, like, a ton of fucking kids? Really? Who's that cornerback from the Jets that was on uh, Hard Knocks? I couldn't remember oh, the names. Cromarty. Yeah, there you go. He's got that amount of kids? Uh, hold on. Let me type. If Lamar Jackson goes in the first round, I will turn the draft off. Why? Because he sucks. Philip Rivers has seven children. Damn. Uh, he's got a son he named what Gunner. He in the offseason. He's Gunner, Sarah, Hallie, Grace, Caroline, Peter, and Rebecca. Jesus, he's got four girls. Oh. Hope he's got seven bathrooms. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, I, just so you know, Reuter has uh, Lamar Jackson. Going number nine <laughs> to San Francisco. Huh? Did Literally, did these guys at, at certain points with picks just set up a dartboard, put a blindfold on, and just start chucking shit there? Yeah. Right. Some of these don't make any sense. Antonio Cromartie has 10 children. No, he has 14. Jesus. God damn. That motherfucker jerks off, and every bitch in a five-mile radius is pregnant. We supposedly, he had a reality show for a minute. And then, oh, whatever. Watched it with the wife. But anyway, he, was, he got his wife pregnant when he had supposedly had a vasectomy. So that's that super sperm will not be denied. Yeah, you know, that shit untied itself, or yeah, his shit is just super. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm coming out of the booth. Yeah. <laughs> sperm wasn't having it. <laughs> He's like fucking Roy Scheider at the end of Jaws. <laughs> Get the fuck about. Like, uh, we're, get, 
We're going to need a bigger condom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, that's about it. Uh, the Knicks fired their coach at the end of their 29-53 season. Oh, and an update. I've now also officially taken down a the fantasy basketball title as well. I'm just going to say it with fantasy basketball. All right. Three out of five years. And I've won. I have, I have, I am batting a thousand. Every time I play fantasy basketball, I have won. So it's either super easy or a dynastic. I'm throwing it out. Throwing it out there. <laughs> dynastic. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for hitting us up on Twitter at Sporty Podcast and emailing the show Sporty at ChristopherMedia.net. Like us on Facebook. All that happy horse shit. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. All right, later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.